This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app of participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast. It's fueled by Guinness. It really is tonight. Cheers, everybody. Uh, fueled by Guinness, uh, powered by Celery, the show that is so excited to be back. It's almost with us. Um, I've actually missed it, but there you go. Uh, I'm Stanford Chidge, of course, and uh, no, no pithy uh, intro. There's nothing to be pithy about, really, or is there? Or is there, he says, in a mock musical kind of style. Um, We thought it'd be fun to do a bit of a a a preview of the season. I mean, we're back on Friday with the... uh, the normal uh, preview show, uh, you know, for the Liverpool match, and then back in proper action next Monday. But we thought it'd be nice to get together, um, and we are going to discuss a bit of the pre-season, uh, what happened on the US tour, what we thought about all of that, and in part two, we're going to be talking about the transfer businesses, the outgoings, the incomings, what we think of all of that, and in part three, uh, we will kind of. I mean, as I said, preview the season, I suppose, in a way, but really more about our expectations about what might unfold and where we sit with that. So there you go. And uh, it would not be the Chelsea fancast, of course, without the Lord of the Privy Seal, the Right Honourable Sir Sinjin Jonathan Kidd. (laughs) Not it's Duke of Kidd, surely. No, no, you've been demoted, mate. It's a bit like Harry, mate. I've taken your dukedom away. I'm a mere knight now. Just am a I? mere knight of the realm. <laughs> How are you, old, old fruit? It's lovely to see you. I mean, I saw you. I, 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 it feels I saw you for a show not long ago. Oh, we did a little promo together, didn't we? We did. It was sweet. Yeah, I've not heard anything back from them. Not a word. I have no idea. The people who listen to this show will will know before we will, because of course we never bother listening to the show. So that's true. It may have been out out since we did it, but you know, who knows? Yeah. I've no idea. So I saw you then, and I saw you at our little soiree, which we'll talk about later. But uh, how how are you? I'm good, thank you very much indeed. Very good, very good. I've um, uh, I played cricket and injured myself, mm. uh, but nowhere near the way that our 
um, unique guest tonight injured himself. Ah, <laughs> in, yes. He's been regaling us with the uh, the horrors of uh, of um, um, uh, how dislocation. would you describe it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah dislocation. The, the sheer, the sheer living so, on the edge of walking football. If, if we if we if we ask Tony how he is, uh, he's doing it all wrong. If he doesn't say, "Chidge, I'm feeling slightly dislocated." <laughs> How are you, mate? It is, of course. Can I just introduce Sorry, oh, I forgot. I thought you had. Sorry, mate. Sorry, I wasn't listening. Well, I just need to say it is, of course, the fabulous Tony Glover. That's all we need to know, really. The reverence. The right reverence, Tony Glover. The right reverence. Yeah, but I would dare. I would like to say good evening, Jonathan Kidd, who came on, and I didn't even say hello to him. I just regaled him with... Uh, the 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 procedural behind well, you were in mid flow, uh, mate, telling me all the gore. Yeah, I was in mid flow. I didn't want to interrupt that. It yeah. was too good. Yeah, and, and I really did. Um, uh, yeah, uh, go through it. A walking football. Yes, an English Dan has just put into the mix. It's the the advert for perpetual injuries. You are not kidding, English Dan. It was and it is. Yeah. So yes, it's great to be here. I, I've I'm 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 enthused. Can you can you believe? I'm enthused from from the from the depths of despair that we had last season, or not depths of despair, but the sheer no the sheer depths, the sheer ineptitude of the yes, sheer crassness, the sheer the yes. sheer load of utter shite and bollocks that we Absolutely. had to experience last the sheer, season. The sheer miasma. Uh, yes, exactly that. You know, the, and the sheer futility of standing in the pub with a pint of Guinness with Chidge and thinking. What the fuck are we going to football for? We should just stand yeah. here because, because we're having a good time. Why ruin it? Mike, you know? But to be fair, though, Tony, we say that when Chelsea are doing really well as well. Well, we do. We do indeed. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. indeed. In fact, on that note, I, I have actually poured a pint of Guinness, a very nice looking pint of Guinness, as to be said, uh, because it's uh, it would be very wrong uh, of me to not say to you, Tony, well, apart from lovely to see you, obviously. Yes. Uh, but to say happy birthday for Sunday, mate. Yes, and happy birthday to you, Chidge, for well, Saturday. Thank you, Tony. And on that point, I'll go cheers. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> you can you wish me happy birthday for the 27th of April? No, well, we did oh, that. Uh, we did that around the 27th of April, no, the, as I recall. For the next one, for the next one. It's a bit early, mate. Yeah. There's people yours were in the past. Well, I suppose. Okay, That's yeah, a day, yeah, a but, couple of days, mate. For yeah, God's sake. Really I just wanted to be part of the group, that was all. So. Yeah, I was feeling left out. <laughs> yeah. Feeling abandoned and rejected. We've only been doing the, we've only been things, doing yeah. the new season for ten minutes and already JK's feeling abandoned and rejected. <laughs> Long may yeah. uh, other fan cars continue in that I, way. I, I was almost expecting JK to say this isn't working for me. Oh no, no, I don't. Yeah. Know. We're not quite at that stage yet, are we? No, I don't think so. Um, right. Well, the pressure is on, isn't it, for all of us now that oh, the yeah. the Chelsea's no longer. Well, I was going to say that. Yeah. Um, very sorry to see the boys uh, not continue anymore. I mean, I think Gary and Kerry are, are, are doing their marvelous blueprint stuff still, and don't know what Andy's yeah. doing, but. Yeah. yeah, bless them. Actually, I I always I always felt that they were kindred spirits, J.K. to us. Really, out of all the other Chelsea podcasts that are around, I always kind of identified with them a bit more than any of the others. Largely because they're the they're same age as us. They were. I'm going to say they're all old gits. All <laughs> well, of yeah. them are old gits. That was why. And, and we'd have slotted any of them would have slotted perfectly into each mm. other's show. Yeah. Right? Mm. So, it, I, I've just got to let you know, J.K. Someone Brozer '86. Has just wished you a happy birthday for next week. Sweet, sweet, brother. Thank you, mate. Thank you. So, JK, um, sorry, Tony, you you were about to. No, I was just going to say, I'm your live correspondent from the Mixer. Oh, you are, of course, I know. Are you actually typing away in there as well? I'm in there, yeah. I've got a load of 
again, yeah. It's what I like to see. Um, before we talk about uh, Chelsea's uh, pre-season, in fact, actually, I, what I should do is what I normally do is to say, people, as ever, do not forget you can listen to the show live every Monday and Friday. Ah! Live! Every Monday and Friday at 7.30pm by going to Mixler, which is chelsea-fancast.mixler.com where you can join in the chat, uh, as Tony referenced just then, actually, and reminded me that I had not read this bit out. But they all get in there on the live chat room, and they're chatting away, posting stuff. It's brilliant. They're great. Uh, and, uh, of course, you can uh, follow us on all the socials, at Chelsea Fancast, and listen and subscribe to the show on Acast, Spotify, Apple, and all good podcast platforms, and some rubbish ones, too. Uh, wherever you get this uh, weird nonsense that we put out twice a week uh, make sure you give us a glowing five-star review even if it's a flagrant lie and you think we're utter shit and if you had the option to give us minus five just just do it for me it'll just yes. make me feel better makes makes Absolutely. my ego feel better and jk will feel less abandoned and rejected so it's a good cause so leave us a really lovely fantastic and, review and it'll make the person feel better as it well will. it will because they'd have done a nice kind thing rather than just being a, nice a shithead thing, yes. yeah exactly, exactly yeah. um one last bit of uh, as you like to say is on the parish notices front tony uh, dotting the i's and crossing the t's the name of this show is uh, chelsea fancast number 1002 You'll win nothing with kids. Ah, ah. ah, yes. I was going to call it season preview, but I thought, no, I've got an agenda. I've got an agenda. But before I get into that, because we are going to talk about the preseason uh, in part one, and we're going to do so right after this. Right, we're uh, here. We are first show of the season, and uh, of course, first thing we want to talk about, of course, is Chelsea's preseason. But actually, much more important than Chelsea's preseason, of course, is our preseason. Uh, I myself have uh, absolutely swerved the football uh, completely, a hundred and eighty degree swerve. I have I have engrossed myself in the delight of cricket and the Ashes. I went to uh, Edgebaston for a couple of days, got absolutely shit-faced, had a great time. I went to Lords a couple of times, uh, guess what, got absolutely shit-faced, had a great time. By, by the way, big shout-out to John, uh, who got me a ticket for the uh, the Ashes test at Lords, without which I would have been stuffed. So well done, John, you're a ledge. I've also been following Hampshire a bit. I went down to the Aegeus a few times and uh, up to Edgebaston for the T20 finals, but we won't talk much about that. Uh, but my pre-season training, apart from getting heavily drunk at a lot of the cricket I've been to, also kind of uh, revolved around our, our kind of summer get-together, which we had at the Troubadour, and it happened to coincide with young Kerry Dixon's birthday. So we had a, a lovely do there, and Dan tried to kill me. He uh, he bought me, I'd already had a pint of Guinness, and he bought me two st- a stein of lager, and it kind of went downhill all the way uh, after that. JK describes... Uh, how bad I was it was a I mean it was a great afternoon wasn't it JK by the way I mean Kerry was there loads of the regular listeners and the podcasters were there it was great wasn't it what I love about it is that 
everybody there is is so um they're such warm-hearted everybody's just sweet friendly guys but also their knowledge of chelsea and their ability to talk about it is far better than your and mine, Chidge. And I, I don't quite know why they're not on the show and we're we're just listening to them because uh, it, it's quite fa fabulous to listen to people. You think, oh, yeah, they, they understand it better than I do. You ask them what's going on. And um, no, it was great. It's great. And also the 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 love that they all have for the show is, uh, is just it's warms your cockles. It, it does. does. It's it just does. so Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And the, what the, the joy of actually seeing you um, um, actually not drink a pint of Guinness, which was in front of you, because you couldn't take any more, was something I've never experienced. Well, that, that's why they call it pre-season training, to be fair. Yeah, and yeah it's yeah. true. It's true, yeah. Tony. He had two pints of Guinness, he drank one, and then went, I don't think I can drink that one, and left. And now, left. What went upstairs? Tell, tell tell the listener. You you told me this the last time I spoke to you about a conversation you'd had with me. I think it was about Dean, wasn't it? Do you remember? Well, at the at the party. Yeah. You said that you asked me. Kept on asking me a question, and my reply was. I'm sorry, I don't remember. Well, anything. I remember when I did the promo with you. You said all you could say to me was, "You said, Chish, what's happening with this?" And I would just go, "Ha ha 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 ha." <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You did. You did do that a lot. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's preseason. <laughs> I thought there was a specific phrase that you used. Got to get there, up. there was an enormous amount of. <laughs> but what you did do as well was you sounded remarkably coherent when we were walking away. But you said that's what you do. You said I am completely pissed out of my head, or words to that effect. But I am sounding coherent because that's something I've always been able to do. You said yes. Yeah. I can still I talk. Being very similar. When I when I shuffle off this mortal coil and uh, they put me six feet under in a box, I shall still be talking. Of that, there is no <laughs> doubt. So, Tony, we missed you at the party. You were you were well. I mean, I think I know what you've been doing with your preseason. I know you've also been training because you've been training with wine. I would imagine where I you have. were. I have. Yes, obviously, uh, uh, you had to pick um, the the. the um, the time and date of Grace's utility, which meant a couple of us missed out really on it. But uh, um, yeah, I, I would have uh, loved to have been there. Um, and I will endeavour to make sure that, you know, I'm at the next one of our get togethers. Cause I think it's great when we get together as a, as a, as a bunch of people, you know, face to face and, and everything, you know, and um, uh, it, it's great when we just meet up in the pub before the game. But yeah, I was off to France. Um, I managed to get, all the way down there. I drove all the way down um, with my arm in a sling and a cushion underneath it, um, which people will probably go, God almighty, that's horrific. How did you manage that? But my car is just so automated that, I mean, I could, you know, it, it, it's 5% away from being one of these self-driving cars that you just better hit a button and have a kip while it takes you down there. Like, you know, so, and my daughter was, um, uh, came down with me. She was, insured on the car but she was just the single best wingman you could ever wish for she was fantastic and um she'd get me going with music quizzes and all sorts of things in the car when we got to the the hotel for the stopover do you know that uh and i, I know it's not football related really but we got to the pub next to the restaurant where we were going to eat um and the pub is called Oburo in it's in this town called Vierzon and we got this pint and i, I, I think it was um Alaric, it's called, right? Uh, and they brought it out to us. It was 30 degrees of sunshine. And we sat there. 
And do you remember the advert for, I think it was, I think it might have been Carlsberg or Heine. I can't remember which one it was. And it's the scene from um, uh, the John Mills, Anthony Quinn. Ice cold in uh, Alex. Ice cold in Alex, where he drinks the pint and he just says, worth waiting for. And that first pint after the trauma of the hospital and everything was exactly that. We sat there in the front, drunk it, and I just said to Tash, worth waiting for. She went, what do you mean? And I said, you've never seen it. So I had to show her the advert on YouTube. And she went, oh, my God, that's really clever. She said, it's really apt as well, you know. So it was just great. And I probably needed the two weeks in in, in warm sunshine as opposed to what I gather you had here, which was... Um, <laughs> it was nice in June, and then it went out of, out of shit. Um, JK, it, I, I I had the pleasure of your company not only at the Troubadour, uh, but I caught up with you at Lords, which was always a delight. We saw the lovely cast, didn't we, in the in the Coronation Gardens? We did, we did. I didn't get to see much cricket, but didn't um, you? Well, I, the ridiculous thing of being a member because I was in my suit, wasn't I, to get in? Yeah, there, yeah, is that, yeah. That um, there isn't really anywhere you can sit, so I sat in the pavilion, but behind the sight screen which is gauze so everything was in a kind of you know screened off um um third dimension or something what it would be first dimension fourth dimension no that's time um but so i yeah and after a bit i got fed up so uh um i left so in fact all i did was meet you for uh, two hours of chat and then uh, 15 minutes of cricket and went home well worth it but how's your pre-season been doing have you been in training have you been doing voice exercises no, uh, yeah, I always do voice exercises. Always do that. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm attempting to um, write a few things as I always, uh, always do. But yeah, no, and also just try and and get vaguely, um, um, uh, a vague knowledge about uh, what might be happening in the season ahead. Well, I mean, you, you, you have preceded us. You, you are already very much back because you've done several fan bites. Uh, just to remind everybody um, about the uh, the preseason. Uh, on the 20th of July, we beat Wrexham 5-0. Uh, Matson scored two, Gallagher scored one, Nkunku and Chilwell the other. Then we played Brighton on the same day that we had our get-together. Uh, that was 4-3. Uh, Welbeck scored for them, Nkunku for us, Mudrick for us, Gallagher for us, Jackson for us, Pedro for them, Undav for them. Then we had Newcastle, uh, and uh, Jack it was one all. Jackson scored for us, and then Almiron scored on uh, in, in injury time and half-time. Chelsea v Fulham, I actually saw this one all the way through. Uh, Silver scored for us and Unkunku, so we won 2-0. And then we played Dortmund, and that was also one all. Uh, Wolf scored for them, Burstow for us on 89 minutes. So we, we were unbeaten, JK. Two draws, three wins. Um, I know you assiduously watched every game. You did fan bites on them. So, I mean, how? What? I mean, if you were going to, like... Just an overview of the preseason, how how you think it went, how how happy are you with it per se, and then we can talk about you know some of the performances of the players, Pochettino, and uh, and then see who impressed us and who disappointed. Well, I, I went in very sceptically, but I just knew because it was a, a new proper manager that they'd be making much more effort, the players, um, and he'd had them for a week, hadn't he? And a beast, mm. apparently, he'd been doing all of his. Uh, is what do they call it? The gapple. What's what's it called? That 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 thing where he gets them. They just run and run, and then forty seconds on, forty seconds off, whatever it is, and they're all. I'm, I'm sure I pronounce it's the wrong word for it, but whatever it is, it's a it's a form of of um, sort of aerobic shuttle that completely knackers you, and you you 
you they you know they test you do about nine of them and, and he then tries to get you to do the tenth and by then you're all just lying exhausted in the middle of the pitch but um i was why I, why i got keen on watching all of them was because there was no comparison with what we the shit we saw last year and in fact what what really began to irritate me was any of the players who had played last year who were playing better in that environment, who are actually trying. And in fact, this is going to be my problem this year with any of those who are left, is I'm going to be saying, why the fuck didn't you bother last year? Because it was so apparent that they wanted to play for this manager. Now, I'd like somebody to say what the reason was that they wouldn't play last year, and whether it was because he didn't give them any fitness training. His excuse was, oh, I come in pre-season. But they got a plan as well. They were actually, from the very beginning, from the um, from the Wrexham game, they were pressing. I mean, I, he didn't play. He played a very different team in the Wrexham. He, and there were, of course, as with all pre-season, there were masses of substitutes, and you've got to you've got to take it with a with a pinch of salt. But you can see who is making an effort, regardless of of whether they win or not. And in the Wrexham, Wrexham standard below, but they, the, all the all the youth obviously want to impress. So to some extent, you think, well, Clear Lake have got that bit right. They're all going to have a go at impressing. Matson, for example, out of his skin, he played in that opening game, scored two fabulous goals. And I have to really slightly crow about my enthusiasm for Matson because I remember I watched him in that League Cup game a few years ago. I remember saying, this boy is as quick as Ashley Cole and should be playing for Chelsea's first team in a few years' time. Now, I never thought that, in fact, he'd be used as... He's clearly going to be used as a kind of what-if-wherever player, can play left wing, can play full-back. Um, so he's uh, he's going to be roving. He's got he's going to be very um, um, uh, versatile, really, as a player. But I think he stays as a squad player initially. But um, uh, if... if, um, if Chilwell gets injured, which is a possibility because he was injured regularly last year. Um, uh, Matson could take over there easily. So you've got a left back. And I would I would have him in preference to Cucurella, who once JK, again is Jay, I would have you. I would have you. I would have you in preference to Cucurella, mate. <laughs> Thank with, you. With your Thank both you. of your hamstrings gone. <laughs> but what but I've I've sort of gone ahead of myself. What what happened in the Wrexham game was that I uh, my interest was piqued, as you would say, by watching watching them make an effort. And there's still, you know, Gallagher was still running around a bit like, like a, a, a headless chicken, but the effort, huge effort was there. And Gallagher's a very interesting one because you have to say that last year, Gallagher made an effort. So I don't have the same opinion about Gallagher as regards some of these others. Like, and my two bet noir in this situation are, um, of course, um, Gillette, Sterling, and, and Cucurella, both of whom, um, unfortunately for them, and fortunately for me and my anger, my bile, exhibited exactly the same problem they had last year. The difference was they were a bit quicker and they maybe were an effort, except Cucurella just rushes at the ball and is therefore out of position. He did the same thing again all the time. Sterling, in his first outing, touched the ball five times and just looked absolutely fucking useless now to my annoyance because my interest was peaked and i then watched and i said all of the games by the end he was actually beginning to have a pattern and the end of course we'll get to is he played um 
against Dortmund, he played eight players who I think he'll start with, which was a shame because I'd have liked some of the youth. Some of the youth in the early games really excelled. I mean, even in, against Brighton, even against, even against Newcastle and some against Fulham. And, you, and it's made me wonder where an author, Humphreys, for example, who, remember, he played at Man City in the uh, cup game, completely, ludicrously selected by Potter out of his depth. You know, when they beat us easily, what did they beat us? 5-0, I can't remember. 3-0, embarrassing, but he played centre-half. And I remember um, having a, a slight contretemps with um, Clayton, who said he played well, he played well. He, he All he did was pass backwards and sideways. He was, you know, panicking, but he really had a very, you can tell, very good on the ball, very good centre-half's uh, brain. Now, he'll be obviously out on loan because they've now confused me as a club by buying this other centre-half, this Disassil, however you pronounce his name, who you don't want to call disaster. Disazi. Disazi, even though his first few letters are... A bit like are, Vic and Bob's uh, Iranu. Yeah. Disazi. But, no, but, but I, 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 I presume it means that Fofana's being written off, and I almost feel he might be an insurance job, because... And they've now got how many is that? Five centre halves. Oh, so anyway, but but you know we 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 I'm, I'm, for, stop me whenever you want, Chidge. But I because well, I, I think you've done very well. And I, no, and because I... I, could, I just want to say very quickly, just before we go into it, that that some of the players absolutely excelled themselves from the very beginning, and you knew that he would then carry on playing them, and they were in his plans. You could see the way that Pochettino was doing this, and he impressed as well enormously by because they had little moments where you could hear what he was saying. And his big thing, what really made me impress me about this was they played very similarly to Tuchel, to, to Tommy T, in that all they push everybody out to the wings, all that to get the ball back. They press, 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 which is what we said last year, where was where the fuck is the press? Remember, we just kept saying this. And there was no press because there was no energy because Potter somehow. What the fuck was Potter doing? Jesus Christ almighty. What was that? Supposedly, you know, in an elite club. And he's how did he get Brighton to where they were with that shit from last year? In comparison. So we're watching something and you think, yeah, this is what Tuchel did. This is what they did. This was the intensity. This is the way they played. They push everybody out. This is the way we played. We won in the Champions League. And I'm getting fed up a little bit, by the way. Somehow the whole of our last few seasons has been dissed as if, oh, it was always papering over the cracks. It's great to get rid of everybody. We won the Champions League two seasons ago. So we weren't that bad. And it was down to the manager. And if he'd been left in charge, he would have come up and he'd been given this kind of support with all these players. He'd have come up with the same kind of thing. But Pochettino, so far to me, is, uh, you know, it's is proper manager. Proper, proper manager, sport. I think it's the best proper way to manager. put it. I mean... Thank, I mean, JK, first of all, thank you for that. Because, I mean, JK, unlike me and Tony, I, I'm presuming Tony, I have to say, so I apologise if I'm wrong, but JK has watched every single match assiduously and has done fan bites and has really been all over it, whereas I've been getting drunk and watching cricket. Uh, but Tony, I mean, I don't know if you caught any of the games, but if you did, um, you know, who caught your eye? I mean, one one thing I would say, actually, just kind of following on from what JK said, actually, to be to be honest, one thing I did notice in the Fulham game was how quickly we we went from defence to attack, you know. Wonder. It was it was Great. you know we, we'd seen more kind of counter attack here again, and it was like one or two passes, bomb, they're there. And also, also the number of people we had in the penalty area, their penalty area. I mean, like we moaned like stink last year. There'd be like one person if we were lucky, and sometimes none at all when we had an attack. Now you had three, four, five people getting in the box, and I thought, hello, this is a bit of a change. 
It's a huge change. Uh, and let's be fair, you're not going to thank me for saying this, but that's how he had Tottenham playing, right? Uh, and that's what his hallmark at Southampton was that made him so attractive to Tottenham when they took him on. Now, I've been one in the past of calling him a no-mark. I've called him uh, a serial winner of nothing. Uh, and then, as you recall, I gave my head a great big wobble. I think it was, I think, after the Fulham, the debacle of a nil-nil Friday night draw um, when we played Fulham last season, which was one of the most diabolical games of football I've ever watched, simply because they, they, I've watched better games on Sunday mornings over the park pub players it was just the most dismal honestly if you went in there depressed that's the one where you know they should be checking people for razor blades in case they slash their wrists open because that game was so dismal I came out of that game gave me head a wobble and thought we, we need a, a proper manager we need uh, someone who has got a, a, an ethos of attacking football who who's uh, I think he was either I think he was at Spurs at the time and he said he would not want to buy a player that blocked the route for an up-and-coming player, okay, which is a very admirable ethos if you can get away with it, okay. Um, but I didn't watch the games assiduously. I was like you. Uh, it comes to the end of the season and basically it's, you know, uh, uh, I'm gross to Jack, get me out of here. Um, I just want to go and do other things and concentrate on other other things and follow cricket, follow other sports and uh, and just basically do that. But I did watch... The highlight packages that they put on our um, on what was it called the twelfth man or something I can't remember the, whatever the stand the the, the uh, Chelsea Appies fifth fifth stand it's called fifth stand is it yeah I've got to say that it's it's not a bad little app actually and considering it's free um uh, but I, I I enjoyed watching a completely different team let's face it I you know I've not heard of half these players that are coming in. Right, I've not heard, of, never heard of Dizazi or Dizazi or whatever. Um, yeah, uh, and they've brought other players in, and I've, I've just been sitting there. I think one of my things on Twitter or X, whatever you fucking call it these days, has been to retweet it with a "Who the fuck is this?" He would this. We're buying players who were on absolutely no one's lips a week ago, right? So that means that uh, when Stanley and the other guy have been unbelievably clever. Right, and are really sort of digging in and doing stuff to to build the future of the club, or they're buying a bunch of cucarellas, right? Um, and uh, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because the players I saw on some of the highlights looked really, really good. I was impressed by Jackson. I was impressed by Nkuku. I'm going to get that name wrong so many bloody times, right? Um, I really liked what I saw from some of the other players, some of the youngsters, you know, that, that got chances, Matson, Matson, Matson. Um, he looks fabulous. I'm disappointed we've loaned Lewis Hall out because I think he just looked great when he did play last season. Is that, is that, that, is that a definite? I missed that. Yeah, is that definite? I think I thought he had gone out on loan. No, I think it's all talk at the moment. Yeah. 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 Oh, I thought he had gone, but I, I, hope, I, not. Hope, I hope not because he's 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 been a bright spark. And, you know, I think... I don't want to be one of these people that gets carried away because I've already done my um, predictions today for Dean. Um, but I think we're going to have a better season. We're not going to have a Conti season where, you know, lack of European football wins us the premiership. I just can't see that with the quality. That's... You're getting ahead of yourself. Yeah, I am. But I, what I really want to do is say that um, I, 
massively impressed by Pochettino um, has done everything that Potter and Frank couldn't do. I'm not convinced that the Heat Tuchel would have done the same thing argument. Uh, Tuchel has always been slightly more for a bit, me a bit, a bit cautious or whatever. He did do a good job to win us the the, the Champions League, but it, we all knew even then that there was a, there was a lot of um, sticking plasters on various bits. Um, Pochettino, his, his interviews, he's come across as well in those interviews that I've seen um, as he did when he was a pundit during last year's World Cup, where he was fabulous. It was just a joy to listen to him. Um, and that may have been one of the factors that swung me over. Um, but I'm really, really impressed. Now, this guy, as we've, we did the right thing. We took our time in order to recruit the right man. There is no way a man of Pochettino's stature would have come into our club unless he'd had every single one of his criteria ticked in his input and everything like that. There's no way he would have accepted a tracksuit job with no input on anything else. He's just not that sort of bloke. So I'm really impressed. And, I, I, you know, let's face it, last season's dismal, dismal pre-season, um, where we wrote it off and went, oh, yeah, it's a pre-season, who cares, or whatever. But it was a massive, massive um, sign uh, of, of things to come. You know, it was, it was a... No, I mean, that, that's Tony, that is a... That's an exceptionally good point because, you know, every season we go, ah, it's only pre-season. Yeah. It's about yeah. fitness. Don't take any notice of the performances, the results. As yeah. JK said, all the subs you get. But, you know, it does set the tone. I remember Mourinho's first pre-season yes. when we won the Asia Cup. Yeah. The first trophy under the Mourinho and, in fact, the Roman era. And it and it and it did it did set the tone. And I mean, I think you yeah. can you can look. I mean, you know, equally, I know you can say we've had absolute stinkers in preseason and have ended up winning the league. So yeah. I know it works both ways. But I I, I don't think it could be any harm if you have a good preseason. And I think no. I think this has been a good preseason. Well, when we won the league cup under Mourinho in that first season, um, there was a few naysayers, but it's only the league cup. But Mourinho, I specifically remember him saying that winning breeds a culture of winning. Right. And from that, we all know what happened after that. He put into the club that whole from top, from the tea lady right up to the top or the tea person. Sorry, let's get let's get correct about this. Don't want to upset anybody out there. Um, but he put, he instilled that winning culture throughout the club. Right. Everybody was pulling and we've suddenly gone from this cup team to this team that could potentially win all because of the attitude of winning the Asia Cup, winning the League Cup. It, it snowballed from their confidence. And winning breeds confidence and winning, as far as I'm saying. And I'm seeing those sort of words coming from Pochettino's left. I'm seeing those sort of reactions from some of the players. I agree. God almighty, what's happening to me and me and JK, we're becoming almost joined at the hip. I agree with <laughs> you that, 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 that Sterling and Cucurella... So I mean, twins, mate. Yeah, Sterling and Cucurella. Um, I know we're going to come on to various bits later on. I still... Would rather they were out of the club than absolutely in. agree. Will, absolutely, we will agreement. definitely move on to that. Can, I mean, can I just say one other thing about what about would you do if I said po- no? Pochettino, <laughs> I would allow you to. to uh, talk <laughs> I am actually it. only joking, but you know, no, but you can. I if couldn't you resist it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go no, on, go I, on, I, mate. I, um, they obviously he's obviously also very good at man management, Pochettino, and it 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 struck. I was I was I. I observed this at one of the press conferences, the one when he got Rhys James to speak. And Rhys James was um, asked a question and he and he was a bit halting in his 
responses, but he was, you know, being set up as possible captain material. It might be Chilwell who expressed himself well, but but he, he you know, he had a go and he was a bit shy, but he was he was okay, Reese James. And you could see that Pochettino patted his leg when he was sitting next to him. He didn't make a pass at him. He wasn't doing anything like that. He wasn't going, you know, well done, Reese. See you in the change rooms later. He patted him twice on the leg and 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 looked across and said, well done. Now, to me, that it was a great moment because he was not floundering. He needed the praise. But I thought, you know, the very it, it was it was just it it struck me that there was a man who had a good relationship with the man who would be captain and didn't mind about giving out this this um any praise and it was a very good moment indeed um uh, and and the impression i get that they that just looking at him in the in the, bizarrely the drinks breaks that they had every you know 15 minutes which i fear may become part and parcel of games from now on so they can get some more advertisements in only if they're <laughs> selling bovril mate yeah, yeah. As, we, as, we, as we prophesied before it was really interesting hearing him talk about things and having it interpreted by um who was the ex-Wimbledon player who was the one of the uh, um one of the Robbie commentators Earl. Robbie L yeah Robbie L very good Robbie L very very good you understand why he got the job in America um was just saying he's encouraging he actually said he's telling Gallica in this particular instance he has to play further forward to intercept any ball that's coming through for the for the aspects of the press. He said, if he hangs back, they're going to have more of the ball. It could be more difficult for them to get the ball back. And what was very impressive was the amount of... They got the ball back really quickly and pressed so well. And what just to add this other aspect of Pochettino, why I think this pressing for 45 minutes, which knackers everybody, will work more because of the... That's what he does, Chidge, and gets stuff, beat players into the penalty area. He said, because now we've got five subs. When he was Spurs manager, we had three subs. Everybody yeah. had three subs. Yeah. And now you've got the five. If you've got the players to come on with the legs, like Matson's, why I think Matson will play a very good part, and the other player, Gusto, and yeah. fullback, who was um, uh, plays right back and would obviously be Reese's. Reese's sub. Reese wasn't terribly good in the um, the last two games. He was a bit lacking in energy. Whether he's whether he's still suffering from his injury, but also I don't think the four suits Reese as much as the five does because the wing back he didn't get in to do the crosses. But Gusto is a nasty piece of work. I like him. And I yes, like him a lot. Absolutely, yeah. you and me both. I, no, I, I, he, he looks he, he looks the part, fantastic. doesn't he? He, he looks he really. Me. He looks does. like a like a South American drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Like he looks him. like that. He's like some, he's like an assassin. He's only he's twenty, hack. man. He looks forty-five. He not only looked forty-five. The attitude he's got was, "I've just almost broken your leg, and next time I'm actually going to break your leg." I like it. No, I, see, I, I, we've I, said all along that we we missed a little bit of nastiness and yeah, steel yeah, in yeah, the, in the in the club. But you know, I, financial. I, I like. I don't want to win a fair player. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, I like him. I like him. Um, yeah. I mean, look. You know, just to to add on to what what you boys have been saying, um, I, I liked I liked the look of Jackson. I thought he took his goal well. The one I saw against Fulham, I yeah. thought he took it very well. I liked Unkunku's finishing in the Fulham game. Um, I mean, I agree with you about Sterling and Cucurella, but you know, what are you going to what are you going to do? But who else? Who else impressed me? Matson, obviously, I, I thought he did very very well. Um, 
and uh, I mean, you know, Chuck Chuck Wameka was getting a few runouts in. Yes, what, I was intrigued. Well, it, by well, that it appeared to me to be in the number ten position, which I was a bit. I mean, so yeah. basically, he was at the middle of the of the of the. Of the he plays basically. Uh, Pochettino likes to play four two three one, doesn't he? So yeah, yeah. He was playing in the middle of, of. I mean, so that that for me is the role. That is the that is the position for the creative midfield player. And I'm I'm not a hundred percent convinced that he is a creative midfield player, but he did all right. Well, I think the the better setup would be, wouldn't it, um, uh, to have what he started doing is, was he played Gallagher and Chukwemeka further back was uh, Enzo gets more into the penalty mm. area, yeah. which he started doing in the final game. So the thing is, is I really think that that Casado, well, this other boy that they bought, haven't they? This um, um, Ugo Chukwu. <laughs> Let's just call him Leslie. Indeed, yeah. let's just call him Les. That's Les, exactly yeah, right. I like that. I like yeah, that. yeah, let's call him Les. So, who wanted me to do that? I'm so sorry, I've forgotten. Somebody sent me a note specifically. I do apologise. I'll look them up and give them a name check. Call him. He said, on the, when you do the fan cast, make sure you get the call. Let's just call him Les. But yeah. he, he let's, uh, once again, he didn't get an opportunity to play. We've no idea what he's like. We know I, Whether some of these players are going to end up at Strasbourg, which I think is well, the aim, is it not? That they that's, we, we shall get, see. They don't, they don't do see. the kind of thing that happened with yeah. with Gilmore, who went to Norwich and didn't play, or even going back further. Um, well, the whole idea of buying Strasbourg is that you could wield some influence about what happens there. Whereas at Norwich, with yes. that stupid Farker of a manager, yes. uh, you had no choice. Look, I just want to wrap this part up, really, just just to uh, really have a quick chat about what. You know, do do you think? And I mean, I know it's difficult because you know there's probably going to be loans. There may even be transfers. There may be more incomings and all the rest of it. There's also some injuries to think about too. But do you have an idea of Mopo starting eleven for Liverpool? I mean, if I if I was to say to you the following, uh, then you can tell me what you agree or disagree with. Um, I'm forty three one, obviously. So Arithabalaga, Kepper, just call him Kepper. Centre backs: Levi Colwell, Thiago Silva. Uh, left back: Ben Chilwell. Right back: Rhys James. The two kind of defensive, more defensive midfielders: Enzo Fernandez. I would not be surprised. I'm not sure if I agree with it, but I'm not. Wouldn't be surprised to see Gallagher partnering Fernandez. So if you play, right. if you got four two three one, and I hate to use this term, but you're effectively playing with a double pivot, aren't you? Hmm. So one goes forward, the other one stays back, and they they hmm. swap it around. And actually, I think they're both suited to getting forward as yes. much as they are defending and being tenacious. So I, I could see Fernandes and Gallagher being the two. The three, uh, it pains me to say it, but I think he'll go Sterling. Um, I think Madueki may well be injured. So I just, And I mean, of course, Nkunku is also injured. So that's going to be interesting to see who does play on the right, because we'll get to that in part two. Uh, and then I think Nicholas Jackson will go up front. So, uh, I mean, what would you disagree or agree with about that? Um, uh, Nkunku was playing on the left, Chidge. He played on the left, so all he'll do is play Mudrick. Yeah, but Nkunku can play anywhere across no, the No, but he'll play Sterling on the right. Yeah. He'll, without any shadow of a doubt, he'll play Sterling. Sterling figures. Even He's though just... Sterling's a left winger. Yeah, he played him on the right in that other did game. He? Did he now? Yeah, and he played if exactly. He played oh well, that, that, that's okay then, because if he plays Sterling on the right, he'll play Mudrick on the left. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say, Mudrick impressed. But the, yeah. the, what, what what was interesting about Mudrick is there is a a slight madness about him, yeah. which is an unpredictability, which is so much 
more interesting than watching um, Sterling run at people and then just bash into them or um, play the ball behind somebody when it was just so easy to play yeah. the ball in front of them. Although that did actually create Nkunku's goal. Yeah, but well, that's because it had to be delivered and then came round. He fell round. over and the ball ran ran yeah, off to yeah. somebody who could yeah, actually he pass over, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he tried to get claim a penalty, didn't he, for that bit? But yeah, and then the, and then um, uh, uh, Jackson did a wonderful slalom through. Jackson's very skillful player with a terrific shot, and it's lovely to see people striking from somewhere away and hitting the target. Yes, you know, isn't it? it yeah, really no, it's it's what it's definitely what we want. Good. Well, we we shall see, won't we? Uh, we got. Sunday. Who have you got? We haven't quite finished this. Who have we got? Who's, no, I think I think you. I think. Well, I mean, I'll just run through what what I Jackson, said. Jackson, 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 Jackson up front. One. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, but you didn't mention you didn't have a middle for the three. So if you, you had a middle, no, you left didn't. And Sterling oh, on the right. did I? Did I miss that out? I did. Oh, you didn't did. I? You see, I, I did, didn't I? Well, Proof that, that I was listening. Yeah, well, I think it'll go for Chuck Wameka because I don't think there's anybody. Yeah, else I hope so. You know, oh, I like him. I like. I like. I like yeah. him. Yeah, like Santos. Him. Santos played well. You know, Santos is a. But they've had a, him playing. He's had him playing next to Fernandez, which and I. I, yeah. I didn't know he was defensive midfielder, but. Yeah, but I think in fact Chuck Wameka and Gallagher will play the the defensive but, midfielders, and yeah. Fernandez will play further up, because uh, um, once again I think Casida, were he to be purchased, which is looking less and less likely. Would be uh, would play instead of Chukwemeka and Fernandez would play further up again. Okay, yeah. All right. I Fernandez, like... Fernandez has still got to get his shooting boots together because he had several occasions where he should have scored. The, the little I saw, but the lot I read about the whole preseason. I mean, it, and you could say, well, you, you know, we, but Wrexham was a banana skin. At last season's team under Potter, we would have probably come away saying that was a worthy draw. I like the fact that Pochettino seems to be working players in different positions, so he's got Plan B, Plan C. For every game, do you see what I mean? Well, you yeah. would hope so you'll sit there and you'll get these diehards on on X going, but he's a right wing. Listen, right. Even when I was at school, they wanted us to play in different positions. They didn't want you just to be an outside right. Yeah, going back to the old days of outside rights and out inside lefts and all that sort of stuff. They didn't want that. They, you you had to be adaptable to some degree. And I think this idea that players can't play uh, in different positions is ludicrous. So they're fucking, that's what they're paid. They're paid to be more than just a left back or a wing back or whatever. So I think Pochettino is slowly piecing together who is the best to play mm. out of their preferred well, position, if you like. It's a plan B and plan C. I think it's. I, I agree. Let's hope so. Right. Um, quick uh, couple of what as Tony likes to call them parish notices. Notices. Uh, so uh, on Sunday, I am delighted to say that the CFC UK stall will be open for business and I will be going down there. I suspect Tony will be going down there as well, having a good old chat. Yep. Tarrying a while, as Marco likes to say, with the uh, <laughs> fellow people there. Uh, now, that means obviously you can buy uh, your f f copy of your favourite fanzine in person um it's opposite fulham broadway for those that don't know um but you can if you can't if you, you know if you're not the match obviously you know you can't pick one up there but it, you can subscribe to it uh and if you email fanzine at cfcuk.net you can sort your subscription out um it's it's 20 quid uh in uh in the uk it's 40 quid if you're in europe it's i think no hang on i've got this wrong Sorry, it's eight. It's twenty quid in the UK because the price has gone up. Basically, twenty quid in the UK, forty-five in Europe, sixty for the rest of the world for a hard, proper copy of it. If you want it 
digitally, um, as in emailed to you, the digital subscription for a year is six quid or a pound each. Uh, and you can pay uh, for the fanzine via PayPal if you email fanzine at cfcuk.net. cfcuk.net, easy for me to say. Now, uh, another thing that you should really think about uh, investing in at the moment um I'm not going to go into a diatribe as to why I think this, but I think it would be a very good time to buy a share, a Chelsea pitch owner's share. So if you want to own a piece of Chelsea, then you need to get yourself a CPO share. Now, owning a share means you have a share of the freehold of the stadium and it protects it from being sold to a property developer in the future, thus ensuring that football will be played at Stamford Bridge, its spiritual home forever. Unless, of course, the Chelsea pitch owners agree to move it because they also own the name. But let's not get into that yet. The bottom line is go and buy one. Shares are priced at about 110 quid for an electronic share, up to about 175 quid for a frame share signed by a Chelsea player. So just go to the main Chelsea website and search for Chelsea pitch owners and make it so. Right, we will be back for part two very shortly. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am Stamford Chidge and here we are in our little kind of preview of the new season and I'm delighted that I'm joined by the lovely Jonathan Kidd. Hello. And the equally lovely Tony Glover. 
Bonsoir. Bonsoir, mon ami. Um, I'm going to France for me, Ollie Bobs, in September. I know. Yeah. Where about you going, mate? Going to the Loire Valley for two nights, two or three nights, staying in Chenonceau, where the really pos- yeah. poncy uh, chateau is. Yeah. I'm going down yeah. to a place near Rouen, which is about 80 kilometres west of Lyon. Yep. Staying in the middle of nowhere, where there are mountains, woods, and wild boar roaming free. The Sangliers. So I shall be out with the wild boars. They're very near the the uh, the Mount the Madeleine Mountains. Lovely, beautiful area. And um, uh, I, well, when I played golf, um, we used to see the odd Sanglier. What's a Sanglier? They are fucking scary. What are they? Wild boar. Oh, they're wild boar. Yeah. They're wild boar. Sangliers, they're called. I should just sing them them in a Duran Duran style. Wild boar. Wild boar. Wild boar. Very good, chip. Very good. I'm going to take a big fucking stick with me. That's for sure. If I go out walking in the in the yeah, in the they woods. are they are. If you think, oh, it's just a fucking no, pig, they're but, fucking you know. brutal, mate. They're my brutal. favorite food of um, obelix in Asterix and Obelix. They used to eat them whole, Sangli. didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, So there we go. So I'm going to going to there for a week, and then I'm going back up to. I'm staying in Shani, which is in the middle of the best wine growing region in the in the universe. Yeah. And I've got a mate who owns a a, a vineyard just a, a, up the hill from where we're staying, uh, and he sells wine for 80, 80 quid a bottle, mate. Is that yeah. good? Yeah. So, and I should be drinking lots of wine in Burgundy. You know me. You know me. I am a francophile. Oh, me so, too, mate. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking oh, forward love to it. There. Well, so it's me and my missus's thirtieth wedding anniversary, so we thought we'd have yes. a, a nice holly bob. Very nice, mate. Yeah, indeed. Anyway, indeed. Uh, enough of all this prattling. Uh, it's time for some transfer business, uh, and. Uh, I, as, as I alluded to earlier on, I have done some homework. Okay, um, we it's I'm I'm very all I'm going to say is I'm really intrigued by this. So who has gone out? It's the tiniest writing I've ever seen. Jim. I'm sorry, I know. I just no, I'm in I'm intrigued by that as well. You just it's have like to a, if you've got it open on your screen, <laughs> like a mouse. You it's just as if you, you've done it for meat for mice. You, you just you just have to you know make it go bigger by saying the magic words. I tried to, but the mice reading. You, know, you don't. You don't have. To, well, I'll let you fuck about with that while I read about. Right, the departures in the departure lounge. Well, they're actually not in the lounge. They've gone. They've flown. Edward Men- Shush. Edward Mendy for eighteen and a half uh, euros. Eighteen and a half million. Eighteen. Sorry, eighteen and a half million euros. Freudian slip. Freudian slip. Freudian slip. Kaladu Kulibali. Uh, oh, 23 million right. euros. Ethan Ampadu, 8.1 million euros. I'm, I'm, it's all in euros because I always go to Transfer Mert because they're the most reliable, all right? Cesar, transfer Transfer Mert. Transfer Mert. Transfer, no, that's my website about my feelings on the transfer window. Transfer Mert. <laughs> this is Transfer <laughs> Mert, okay? <laughs> and it's very good. Anyway, Cesar Espiliqueta for a free. Baba Rahman, who knew, for a free. Kai Havertz uh, for uh, 75 million euros. Good. Mason Mount for 64.2 million euros. Matteo Kopacic, mm. 29.1. Good. Ruben Loftus Cheek, 16. Ngolo Kante free. Timmy Bakayoko, they just basically tore up his contract. Christian yeah. Pulisic, 20 million euros. Abamyang free. And I think, I don't know if Fafana's still here. Has he gone out on loan? Yet? No, he's gone on loan. He has gone on loan, hasn't he? Yeah. And the Ari- to Union 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 yeah. Onion Onion yeah. Berlin Onion Onion Berlin Onion yeah. Berlin 
Uh, right, so the the Arivists are uh, Roberto Sanchez for 23 million euros, Axel Dizazi, uh 45 million euros. Uh, uh, we'll just call him Les, uh, 27 million euros. Diego Moreira, uh, free. Uh, Angelo, uh, 15 million euros. Uh, Nkunku, uh, 60 million euros. And Jackson, 37 million euros. So <coughs> what that means in English is that uh, we've had seven arrivals and 14 departures. The arrivals have cost us 207 million euros and the departures have brought in, I think that's 253.9. So we've made 46.9 million euro profit on this summer's business. Um, The first point I want to make, JK, is that actually on that list are most of the people. When we, we wrote a list in April of who we thought should fuck the fuck off and then fuck off some more. And uh, they're nearly all on it. And the only two that I that we I mean the only one really actually I think I think Kante we didn't want to go and Mason Mount we definitely didn't want to go. Uh, everybody else on that list has gone was on our list. Other than Sayek, Lukaku, and well, Adore. I'm I'm about to get there because of oh course, sorry, yeah, sorry. you were reading my mind. I mean, this is the thing we've still got a massively massive squad. Uh, we got four, one, two, three, four, five. Hang on, four. If this was in a spreadsheet, still I could I could actually add it up. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen, uh, thirteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four. So we've still got thirty-four players in the squad at the moment, which is the same as we had when Potter was in charge, and it was all going utterly tits up because we had thirty-five fucking players in the squad. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? I mean, I I think out of this squad, there will be people that will go. Uh, Slinina, I think, will go on loan. That's been talked about. I think they might still try and get rid of Chaloba. Malangsar as yes, well. So do I. So do I. I think, well, I think given the standard of people they're bringing in, I think it begins to make you think that actually some of these players who we've had affection for just are not quite as good as the people they're bringing in. I, I don't, we don't, yeah, but here's the thing. I don't want to get into this now, but I'm just going to quickly say, yeah, but we don't know that yet because we've not seen any of these fuckers play. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we, well, well let, let me at, just let me just carry on with who I think is going to go and then we can kick the bones out of it. Uh, I think they might try and loan uh, Lewis Hall out that Bright, uh, Palace has been talked about there. Uh, Cesare Cassade, they've talked about loaning him out. Hudson Odoi, apparently they're trying to sell him to Fulham. Ziek. Fuck knows, but he's still there stinking the place out, as is that absolute twat Romelu Lukaku. Um, so it's gone very quiet recently, hasn't it? All of that oh Lukaku. God, stuff. I know. I mean, there is business there to be done. So, so thirty-four minus one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight would leave it at twenty-six, which is arguably about right. I mean, I, I think that this is where... I mean, this is the interesting thing. This is where I think they might end up. And and this is... What I didn't tell you, those of you at home won't know this, but actually in my spreadsheet, uh, I've actually got how old they are and what their position is, because transfer, meh, is very good at that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, my possible squad has 24 players in it, and this is who they would be. I suspect you could add one because they quite often have three goalkeepers, all right? So Bettinelli would get in there too. But otherwise, it's Kepper and Sanchez in, in goal. 
Colwell, Silver. This is, I'm going to go in order of where I think they'll, you know, in Can order. I, just say a second? I think I think they've got a master plan. I think Sanchez will be the first choice by um, the third game. Well, then we'll see. I mean, he, he he basically stunk the Brighton out, didn't he? I mean, anyway, we'll see. Right. Uh, this is in order of who I think in, in pecking order. All right. So, um, in a way, Colwell and Silver uh, are the first choice centre backs. Chilwell and James, first choice Reese backs. Then I think Dizazi, who interestingly is quite experienced at twenty five. He's older than most of the people we bought. And he costs forty five. He's played for France, of course. He's played for France. So you know he's he's going to be really interesting. Chiloba, I think he may stay because of his versatility. We'll see. Matson for me has to stay. I think if, as the backup to Ben Chilwell, bloody marvellous. Which means we need to get rid of Cucurella, who uh, who interestingly, oh I did put him on my list, but I didn't put him on a. He ought to go, but he ought to go. Uh, I don't think he will, but he ought to. But Matson is far away better than him, and uh, mucho gusto we like a lot. So we've basically got um, backup for Reese James. We've got um, a massive surplus. We've got a surplus of centre backs. And a surplus of, we've got at the moment, four left-backs on the books. Lewis Hall, Matson, Cucurella and Chilwell. Interestingly, we only have two right-backs, James and Gusto, which I find interesting, and the rest are all centre-backs. Uh, in midfield, I think we'll end up with Fernandez, Conor Gallagher. I hope they don't get rid of him. That'd be terrible. Chukwameka. And I think Santos has earned the right to stick around. Uh, I think Cassidy will go out on loan. But in my, in my, by my reckoning, that leaves us still short of a create proper number 10 a creative midfielder and a proper defensive midfielder and if you bear in mind that we actually shipped out one two three four five six midfielders in the summer uh if you if you count Havertz as a midfielder um you know Kovacic has won it all uh Kante is one of the, was one of the best I mean okay I know they were all on our list to go but I mean you know that's an awful lot of experience we've shipped out and they haven't really I don't think replaced them yet uh wingers uh Sterling much as it pains me I, I don't think we're getting rid of him at, you know he's going to buy him for 350 uh, grand a week uh Madueke Mudrick uh and I still think we're short of a right winger I still think we're short of a right winger even though JK says that Sterling will play on the right we haven't actually replaced uh, I don't think, uh, you know, Pulisic. We've got two left-wingers there in my book, and uh, which is Sterling and, and Mudrik, and uh, Mudueki on the right. I mean, I know they can play either side, and that tends to be what happens, but I still think we're short with a right-winger, ironically, seeing as we didn't seem to have anything other than right-wingers. Uh, and then forwards, well, I think the cupboard is still a bit bare there. We've got Jackson, utterly untried in the Prem, Nkunku, utterly untried in the Prem, and uh, Armando Breuer, more experienced than both of them in the Prem, but coming back from very nasty injuries. So I still think we're lighter centre-forward. I mean, this is all on the presumption that the people I said will go, will go, of course. Um, so that would be my 25-man squad. Uh, so basically what I'm saying, gents, is two things. One, I think we're still light in some key areas. I don't think we're light at all in, in central defence. I think we're very strong there. I still am a bit worried that we only have one cover for James but given that's the nature of the beast I'm I'm you know that's how it goes I think we're light in midfield because I don't think we have a creative midfielder worth the salt or a defensive midfielder worth the salt uh, I think we're a right winger short and I still think we're we're really short on a proper quality striker but I don't know if they'll be getting one 
The other thing I would say is that everybody that's come in, bar Sanchez and Desai, I have socks older than all of them. Uh, <laughs> Leslie, we'll just call him Les. Yeah. Diego Moreira, I've no idea yeah. what he's about. He's a left winger, apparently. Angelo yeah. is a right winger, is 18. Yeah. And Kunku's 25. I do apologise. So, Kunku, Dezazi, and Sanchez. Now, you would expect them to be about at their peak. All right. Jackson's 22. Jackson's 22. Young. Angelo, 18. I mean, surely he can't be in there thinking for this season. Surely. No, I'm sure he's not. You're right. Moreira. Very well, though. Played well in a yeah. couple of the but Marrera, equally, I can't believe, you know. They're the same, same, played very well. But yeah, I, I agree completely. So this they'd... is this is my yeah. point. They've, a lot of these buys are not going to play. I mean, they're just kids. So no, they'll be out on, well, they'll go to Strasbourg or they'll be out on loan somewhere. Yeah, I think there's a bit of both there because I think, I don't think Pochettino's as scared, for want of a better phrase, of playing youngsters as previous coaches have been, yeah. Um, and I, I I like the idea of that. You know, um, Wayne Rooney was eighteen when he stormed the world. If you if you're good enough, you're fucking old enough, as far as I'm concerned. But are they uh, good enough, Tony? Well, this is what I'm sure. This is what Pochettino's working behind the scenes, and you know, to see. I mean, I, I go back to what you said about the departures. I mean, I was a bit sorry to see um, uh, Mount go, um, but simply because I just thought there's no way he'll leave. But um, you know, obviously, money speaks, and and all of the crap he had last year with with the with the stalker, etc. Um, I also think I think he thought the whole environment was just absolutely awful. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't blame him for that. It was absolutely no. awful. And, no, no, and no, I, no. I, I, I could think see he, him thinking this isn't yeah. what I this isn't what I joined this club. For. No, no, this is just utterly disorganised. Yes. And they Bastard. fucked him over on the contract. Oh, yeah, and I think well, so. As well but, as that, you know, yeah. Well, to, be, yeah. to be fair, I think, you know, it was... Uh, it, we were we were beyond naive, all of us on the fan cast, to think that last season wasn't going to be anything but very, very tough indeed after a change of ownership and a change of structures all through the club and all this sort of stuff and everything that went on with it. This is, a, you know, almost a brand new organisation. What I see with the with the buyers that we've had is, you know, this idea. I don't think anybody in the club is sitting there doing a class of ninety two. You know, we look at this. If we buy the kids, they'll really turn it on or whatever. Um, there's no question in my mind with the length of the contracts and the type of players they bought that this is the first stage, if you like, of getting something which is a longer term, more sustainable squad that's going to be challenging. Not this year, but, you know, maybe next season or the season after, OK? And there'll be departures from that as some players work out and some don't. Um, I, I, I totally agree with the, the line you've got there where you've put, uh, we're short of a defensive midfielder. Um, I, I read that central midfielder, but you 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 you, you I put it both. I mean, for me, a central midfielder is essentially yeah. my, my number 10, my creative yeah. midfielder. Yeah. I mean, and I think Kikai, quite... Kikaido, Kikaido should be the yes, defensive I think midfielder so. or that, I I, that I, yank from think, Leeds, which has been touted this yeah, week. I think the purchase of Sanchez was a very clever little bit of... Um, uh, Buffering yeah, up. Yes, absolutely. I do think that. They, they, they're, they're shrewd business people and they'll be looking at ways of getting him. And, and you know, he's already not in the Brighton squad. He's not turned up for training. Um, nobody else is rumoured to in the US tour him. at all. No. But, and I think that's it. I think that that that's the. I, I think that's there's stuff going on beyond. Maybe they've just got sick of the leaks coming out. Uh, but I do agree, a centre forward. Now I cast my eye across the entire 
Premier League. I can't see a centre forward that stands out other than potentially if Fulham were to be tempted to let Mitrovic go. Um, because he's another one who looks like an. A, what what an about Ivan Tony in January? Well, I would love him. I I, I would I say think he'd be brilliant. Yeah, you you've got what? When's he back? January. January. Isn't he? I think after he served his time, that boy will be hungry, um, and he'll he'll have a point to prove. I think he's he's the closest I've ever seen to a kind of mix of of, of Drogba and Costa. He's kind of that really annoying. If you're a defender, he's you physical. Hate players him you hate players like him because they are a pain in the backside they're all over you um like a young Chris Sutton was at Blackburn before he came to us and we decided you know he, he decided not to be like that um and so I think you know maybe that's going on and and I'm not sure but because he's banned from football I'm not sure any transfer activity can take place unless some sort of pre-contract agreement goes in place or whatever but yeah Ivan Tony um would be would be a, a choice for me as well. And Mitrovic, because I think he is a, he's just a goal machine. He just scores goals. He doesn't do much else, agreed. But when you want somebody to smack one in the back of the net and, and take a chance and shoot and uh, not always look up for the, the perfect pass to somebody else, he's a sort of player that I'd be looking for. And he's so nasty. I, yeah, he's, and he's nasty. And I, I like that as well. I, yeah. I think, you know, we all liked Costa because he was a bit of a snarling you know, he looked like he came straight off the set of Narcos, didn't he? He did, didn't <laughs> he? Absolutely, he did. really did look the part. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm I'm keen on it. I, I I still think, you know, this is the first phase. I think last season, you know, the club have kind of admitted it was a balls up. I think the the fact that they've been so ruthless in the dispatch of some of these players uh, that we've seen go out the uh, go out the door has has shown me that they, you know, they they've kind of got a grip on what was going on. And I don't agree with Kante. I think I, I said to you last season, I've said it several times, I think, look, love the bloke, but he's broken. He's broken, so let him we, go. We did spend a lot of time umming and erring about that, to be fair. Yeah. I think yeah. I think emotions got the better of me anyway, and I, I stuck him in there. But I'm not... But it was hope, Chidge. It was hope. Yeah, I'm not unhappy yeah. to see him go because I, I don't think he... I think we've seen the best of him, basically. And I think yeah. he's, If we he's don't get that Casido bloke... Or well, I think we're really light in midfield, mate. Yeah, but I really like the young lad at Palace, Michael Elise. Is that his name? He's yeah. he, he was. He's injured. He's injured. He's injured. Yeah, but you know, you know, where else? What else? I, I like players that make me sit up and watch the telly. Go is, it, is it Tyler Adams that that yank from Leeds? Something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure that a yank. That's a bit. That's a bit wrong. Actually, we there are good American players, but. You know, I think we've all been a bit burnt by Pulisic a little bit. Right. Uh, I hoped yeah. for him, but he was, you know, in the end, he was like, you know. But they we were talking about, they, they were talking about the, uh, I've forgotten his name, Paredes or something, but he basically yeah. played with Fernandes in Argentina's World Cup winning side. And didn't he play under Poch at PSG? He did play under Poch at PSG. See, if you can't get Kokedo, I would go for him. Yeah. You know. I mean, it, you know, we're going to come on to the the... the the, the season preview, if you like, we or, will or, in a minute. I, I'm I mean, really. If you, if you like, have you, have you, do you think we've done good business this window? Yes. Has it been a good window? Yeah, I think it's what, been one of the best. Why, why do you uh, think uh, that? Why do you think that? I just think it's been bold. It's been brave. There've been, uh, you know, I, I will be the first to admit that Alex Desaisi, um, Les Malagusto, and the players that were on virtually no one's lips, right? And I get fucked off with these in the know people who go, oh, you know, the minute you say, who the fuck is this player? They go, well, didn't you watch fucking Juventus reserves last season or something like that? You know, it's the old 
crap they used to come out with before. And I, I, I always say to them, no, I didn't. Too busy Chelsea, watching Chelsea, oh, mate. Yes, I watch Chelsea. I don't give a fuck about any other team. Um, uh, sorry, I've lowered the tone with the language all of a sudden, but um, <laughs> I just absolutely, no, I don't care. Right, but I do have some faith in the fact that they've recruited a what looks to me like a proper scouting and a sporting director organisation or, or, or set up of people that are looking, not at the short-term big, but I think there will always be, who was that one you, was it Sabrina? Yeah, the one who said actually, if yeah. you look at it, it's all about buying. And then what you'll get is the odd marquee signing instead of going out and doing the Roman thing. We bought four or five marquee signings, but we we haven't made a marquee sign. No, we haven't, we haven't, and that's that's. Is, I'm I concerned about that. I think Casido might well be the one that we. I don't say, think okay. he's a marquee signing. He's 21. He's had a year yeah. in the prem. Yeah, but I think we've got a marquee signing. He's got a fucking marquee price, and that's about it. Yeah, but I think we've got Enzo Fernandez. I think some of these players are going to stun. Mudrick, I think. I mean, a lot of people wanted Mudrick. A lot of people wanted yeah. Fernandez. Yeah. I mean, you know. But I think so. I've got. I have genuinely got faith in this, right? Not to, not, uh, uh, without putting, you know, my cards on the table to where I think we're going to finish or anything like that. I am. Enthused. I'm going to make you do that in part three. Well, I know, but I'm enthused by what I've seen, and I'm enthused by the fact that we've got rid of some proper dross. Yeah. No. Uh, right? Fair enough. And players that. Patently, uh, all but two players that did not, uh, and I'm not including Lukaku in that because he wasn't with us last season, right? I mean, I'm just saying there were two players I'd still like to see the back of, and the rest of them, bar mount, I'm I'm not unhappy that they've gone. Fair enough, J.K. Um, I, I I my concern is that there's a lot of players that have been brought in who are untried in the Premier League. There's a lot of players that have been brought in that are on the young side. I mean. I'll admit that uh, Nkunku, Dizazi and Sanchez are not not young, but they're not what I would call, you know, as Tony was saying, marquee signings. And I'm worried that we are still light in some key areas. Uh, as I said, midfield, DM and a CM, possibly a right winger, possibly a centre forward. And there are still players that, that are stinking the place that we need to get rid of. Uh, Ziyech, Lukaku, to name but two. Um, so for me, it's a bit like the curate's egg. It's good in parts. But I'm not entirely satisfied yet. I think they'll uh, freeze Ziyech and, and Lukaku out, mate. JK? Oh, Lukaku will definitely be frozen out. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, I, I agree completely with you. I think I, I don't think that Jackson and Kunku are untried because they were playing for... In the Premier League, Real, they are. Villarreal and... Uh, in the Premier League, yeah. But as as um, competitive players. But uh, no, I, I don't think that... They've, how long have they got in the transfer window? Till September. I think they're still going to going to be yeah. buying i'm just bemused as to why it's slightly gone under the radar that we appear to have purchased so many players it must be the the the, the most um profligate transfer window ever but nobody's saying oh my god they bought another one and as you say these these players under the radar nobody knows who these players are let's exactly. les and uh and <laughs> um the other boy <laughs> got them already god. that's really tickling me les yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Dizali, disaster. What's his name? Israeli. Dizazi. Dizazi. Him. Yeah, who'd have known? No. But also, who'd have thought they'd buy another centre half? I'm really confused by that. Yeah. Well, I I think I think that they're worried about Fafana and and Badia Shield. I think their injury. I think Badia Shield's injury is worse than they've let on. I agree. Yeah, completely. and Fafana. So, and of course, you know, Silver 
one can assume won't have it in him to play every game. And Colwell, no. though very good, is very inexperienced still, really. Well, we said that about Silva last year, but that was because they were playing in the Champions League. Surely he can play once a week. You know? I think he's he, he'll be he'll be our Ledley King. He'll get a game every other week. I think he'll be all right. Right. I think he'll play every we, week. We are going to we're going to move on to part three, uh, and we're going to be talking about what we think is going to happen this season, what our expectations of it is. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge, and I'm joined by the leg end, the leg end that is Jonathan Kidd. Bell, surely. Yeah, oh, you that stole too. my line. Oh, oh sorry. I was going to use that as the introduction to me. Oh, leg sorry. end to bell end. Oh. oh, I'll do it anyway. Nobody will know. Nobody. Will. And Nobody from, will know. from yeah. leg end take, to bell end. Two. From yeah. leg end, take three. Take JK yeah. talking over my <laughs> fake intro. Uh, yeah, from leg end to bell end, Mr. Tony Glover. Ding dong. I've never That's heard that before. That was fantastic. <laughs> right, it's time for our uh, kind of ritual humiliation. Um, I say that because actually it's not really because, uh, you know, the wonderful Dino uh, every year does. Actually, um, I, I forgot to do something. Um, in fact, I forgot to do lots of things. Uh, or oh, have I? We are in part three. I forgot to do this. I'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. We got an email. Okay, we'll do it at the end. All right. It's not a very long one. Uh, what I should have done is uh, is actually said, well, we're about to uh, embark on another season uh, at Stamford Bridge, which is going to be huge fun, and I'm very excited about it. But I have to say I'm probably even more excited by the fact that this Friday we'll see the return of the Chelsea Fancast Prem Predictions League. Where Now, that is ritual humiliation, certainly for oh, Tony God. and J.K., uh, I actually did manage to get on page one, which is making... I, I, I'd had a very Chelsea-like season. It was utterly shit, and I just about managed to rally and get beyond halfway. Uh, but it is great fun. We had damn near 100 people playing last year, so it's getting very competitive now. As it says here in the spiel, the new football season is almost upon us, which can mean only one thing. The return of the Chelsea Fancast Prem Predictions League. It's great fun. In fact, quite addictive. And a great opportunity to prove beyond doubt that you all know much more about football than all of us Chelsea fancasters. And even better, uh, the former Chelsea players we invite to join in. Uh, at the moment, Kerry and Canners are there. Pat Nevin's in there too. Um, we are Mark Meehan is tasked with uh, asking some of his uh, player mates to, uh, to join in the league too. So hopefully we'll have a few more this season. So come and have a go and knock us off our lofty perch. Uh, I'd like to invite you to play a great game called Prem Predictions, which has been running for over 25 years. It's simple to play. Each week, you simply predict the results of all the Premier League matches and choose a bonus team you think will score the fastest goal. The scoring system is totally unique and rewards great predictions, but you can also lose points for bad ones. Can't you, JK and Tony? <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> you mean. You said it like that. Yes. You had a dismal first season, and then you come at you come. Oh, at I had a better first. Like I had a better first season. I had a better last season was worse than my first season. 
was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got up to the top ten in the first season, and then obviously fell away. Yeah, fell away like Spurs. We saw you rattling around the back back of the tavern with the bloody bags of the brown paper bags, mate. We know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to have a go at doing some of these. If you if you get <laughs> yes. this the, the the ridiculous result right, you get one hundred and fifty points, I don't know, you? Exactly. Know. That's the lure. Anyway, there are thousands uh, of pounds in cash prizes and uh, other prizes to be won. Uh, all you have to do is, uh, th- and that is funded by the entry fee. It costs you 20 quid yes. to enter, uh, but for the entire season, that's only 52 pence per week. Now, over 1,500 people played in the entire thing. So you get like the main kind of central Prem Predictions League, which everybody's in. And then we're in our own mini league, which is the Chelsea Fancast League. Uh, so there we go. Uh, and there's like a pros league, ex-pros league. So and if go. you win one week, if you get the highest points tally one week, your entry next year is free. It is indeed. Now, our league is called the Chelsea Fancast. You will not be amazed to hear. So to join, simply, uh, well, there's a, I, I've got the link. Uh, it's pinned to the Chelsea Fancast Twitter page. I'll get it out more widely. Um, but there is a link and it is Predictions dot scorgeous s-c-o-r-e-g-e-o-u-s dot co dot uk slash sign dot php if you go there uh then when you get in there select chelsea fancast as your mini league when prompted and then make sure you send kiro who's the organizer the 20 quid fee either by a bank transfer details on the website or paypal so there we go, and he'll he'll confirm that you got it. So there we go. Do join up; it is great fun. We we love doing it. It's crazy. Anyway, good luck. See you all in there. So there you go. So that's the most important of the predictions uh, out of the way. Um, I think J.K. This is a very difficult season to predict for Chelsea. What on earth do you think may happen this season? Third. Well, I wasn't going to be that direct. I was kind of, you know, just generally what you think might happen. I mean, new manager, lots of new players. I mean, obviously we don't know yet because until September comes around, we we could have more players. We could have lost some. I know it's very difficult, but just generally, you know, where do you think we're heading as a club at the moment? Um, I think that the vision that he's been asked to be involved in, Pochettino, was the same vision that Potter was given, but he completely... Mal turned out to be it. blind. Well, yes. Well, so, but I think the blind <laughs> he's been sold. He, he similarly though, Pochettino talks about the the process. So he's been he's he's nailed into to what's going on. They which love a process, don't they? They love a process, but they've also it makes sense. There is a process, which is they're buying lots of youngsters who will put their guard on loan. That he will have the opportunity and the ability to call upon or look upon all the time because then he'll be fed all this information by the two talent scouts, the two gurus, whose role will be, as you said, Tony, is actually potentially very interesting indeed. I remember um, hoping that would be the case last year. Yeah. But, um, but Pochettino appears to be more of a uh, more tied. Well, I think he'll use the opportunity. He'll use all the, the tools available to him. Um, so, uh, but let's just, my, my big fear at the moment is um, we all think that both Cucurella and Sterling should not be at the club anymore. And unless there is an enormous um, 100% improvement um, which uh, from them, which my fear is that if they, if he doesn't get rid of them or they don't, or they play regularly, somehow 
he's still in the club's thrall because if they're playing, if they stink the place out uh, and they still get a starting position or they play, there'll be something dubious. And I think the fans won't um, won't approve of that very much. And I certainly know I won't. However, Cucurella looks to me as if he'll be a, if he does hang around, he'll be a sub coming on in the second half, which I hope he isn't because I hope Matt prefer Matson to come on. Um, but um, uh, surely if Sterling plays as badly as he played in pre-season, he will not start, surely. Um, but who knows? Who knows? It may be that he's foisted upon him initially because um, Nkunku's injured. And as I said, he'll play Mudrick and he'll play Sterling on the right. But um, I think the team that he chose, the eight that he chose for the uh, the Bor Borussia game will be um, the eight originals, I should say, from last season, plus the the three new ones will be the... Um, Will be the starting lineup, and everybody else will be taken from the reserves. Of which all he needs is another five. So he needs about another. How many subs are they allowed to have? Ten, is it? But they choose five from the ten. So in other That's words, the squad's twenty-one, isn't it? So, yeah. um, uh, but I think they'll start that way. If it's not working very well, or they're still, he's saying at training, actually, we do, we need another striker. Actually, we need another winger. I think they'll buy them if they can. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's the way the club is now set up, that they want to get if the if the whole plan is, as was originally stated, have to be the best club in the world. They have all the resources for that. You know, they can, somebody said they're looking for some more investment and some some marvellous Arsenal fan wrote on on uh, X, as we must call it now, that, uh, oh, look, Chelsea, um, uh, their owners haven't got enough money. They're looking for more investors. And you want to get you're so completely wrong. You know, they're worth. 79 billion there that's what they do they get other investors involved it's all built on investment whole of their their company is built on other people's money that's entirely what it is and comes in and yet and so the aim of the club is to be the best in the world they will strive and sculpt to do that if it, if they're watching and they say this isn't working with the setup at the moment i think they will be pretty ruthless and i think we'll end up with a really excellent side very quickly. Mm. That side against Dortmund, Tony, mm. was pretty much what I was saying uh, a minute ago. Um, yeah. Kepa, James, Silver, Colwell, Chilwell, Gallagher, Fernandez is the two in midfield uh, in the 4-2-3-1, because it's 4-2-3-1. Uh, yeah. Sterling on the right, Chukwameka uh, in the middle, and Nkunku on the left, and Jackson up front. So, if Nkunku's injured, which I believe he is, then Mudrick on the left. I wouldn't be surprised to see that against Liverpool, mate. No, I wouldn't either. And I'd welcome it. Yeah, what an opening game. Christ, I mean, if you're going to... You could argue there's no easy games in the Premiership, but, you know, we're coming up again. It won't surprise you, um, my prediction for that game. But... Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see it. And, you know, even if we get our houses handed to us on a plate a little bit, you know, Pochettino, I've got a lot of faith in this guy. And I, I, I just like the way he speaks. He speaks very, very good sense, very, very, speaks very, very well. I, I you know, so I think it's, it, it all goes well. I'm, I'm extremely enthusiastic and I'm extremely pleased that we've got ourselves a proper manager. I think it's going to be, you know. I mean, if you're asking me where where where, where you think we'll finish, I can tell you. Well, I'm going um, to ask you in a minute. Yeah, 
I'm going to ask you in a minute, but you can tell me now if you want. No, no, no. I'll wait until we're on to that particular right. part of the subject. Well, you know, I just that... think it's, I just think it's, 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 you know, arguably one of the most difficult seasons to predict at Chelsea for the last yes. 25, 30 years. Definitely. Yeah, because we've no got, we've got almost an, in, I mean, I, it's quite interesting actually. I say, well, we've got almost an entirely new team. Well, yes. the truth is, the reality of that is actually, no, that's just not true. Um, I've just shut the fucking thing down now, but it doesn't matter. I mean, but if you look at the team that that, that he's likely to start, we think. Kepper, been here yeah. ages. Eight, uh, eight, eight from last year, Chidge. Eight. Exactly. So, you know, thank Except you. two were injured most of the season. Chilwell and and uh, James were Thanks. injured. Yeah. So, actually, it's not as big a change as we thought, but we've got a lot of tried and untested Premier, uh, you know, a lot of untried and untested players vis-a-vis the Premier League. We've got a new manager. Um, I think the ramifications of the new ownership is still very much uh, affecting things, although I think it'll calm down a bit now. When you've got all these new players in, this is all they know. Yeah. So I don't think you'll get the issue that you may have had with Mount, for example, last year. Um, they absolutely have to get rid of some of the people who stunk the place out. So Ziyech and, uh, and, and Lukaku have got to be got rid of somehow. But it makes it very, very hard. I mean, the other thing is City. City will be as strong as last year, yeah. but, will, but will they be as motivated now they've won the Champions League? That will be interesting. Arsenal, no doubt in my mind, will be better this season than last season yes. because they've got they've so. got Rice. Yeah, he's going to make a huge difference to them. Hopefully, it will be mitigated by the fact that they also have Havertz. Well, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, my fear is is that Arteta turns habits into the next Dennis Bergkamp. But there you go. But we will see. But they they will be stronger this year. Well, we had our chance with him, and you know, how many play, how many managers did he play under? None of them could get a much of a tune out of him. We all knew there was a player in there, just didn't seem to want to 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 come out and and play in a blue shirt. You know, so yeah. Exactly. I mean, whether whether Newcastle are stronger than last year or not, I don't know. I don't know who they've bought, but one would imagine that they will be. United, I think, will probably be stronger because I think Ten Hag's a good manager. Um, Spurs are fucking it up royally. They're probably going to lose Harry Kane, which will make me wet my pants with laughter. Um, Villa, I think, are a, are, a, are a bigger threat than Spurs. They look like they've got their act together and he's a good manager, Dick Emery. So, you know, it's going to be highly competitive in the league. It's going to be hard. For, I mean, you know, if you, if you, I would say if you're thinking, you know, City, Arsenal, Newcastle, United, I would say are pretty much certainties for top four. Liverpool, I think they're going to wobble again this year. You know, they've lost a lot of players and they haven't really bought. I mean, they've got they've got McAllister, haven't they, from Brighton? He's a very good player. Yeah. But I don't see them having made masses of signings and really going for it. Um. So I think I think you know you, you know City, Arsenal, Newcastle, United nailed on for top four, which means it's going to be a hell of a scrap to pick up the scraps because I think it'll be us, Liverpool, Villa, Spurs, certainly Brighton. Yeah. I think will will fuck up this year because they're in Europe and they won't be able to cope, and they would have lost half of their players again. But I think us, Liverpool, Villa, Spurs is going to be one hell of a scrap for whoever gets the top of the next league. If you see what I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I, I mean, you know, like said that you've just named my top four for next season. Mm. 
I and think, I, yeah. I, I've put I, I've put on our Dino's thing. I put City, United, Arsenal, Newcastle, City to win. I would think Arsenal might close the gap on them. United third, Newcastle fourth, which they'll be more than happy with, even though they've done that again. You know, I, I, they haven't splashed out massively in the market either. Um, and I think my prediction for us was sixth. Yeah, I've gone sixth as well. Exactly I've gone Why so, J.K.? Uh, I don't think Newcastle are um, are the force that you're thinking they are. They're um, they're good, but they're not that good. And they've got Champions League to deal with. Indeed, oh, yes. absolutely right. Absolutely, yeah, that works in our favour. I think. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, it, it did the last time we didn't qualify under. You know, when Conte took over. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it really worked in our favour because it gave him the time with the players. Yeah. To, to mould what he wanted, and, you know, yeah. we, we, yeah. we, which is what know. Pochettino will do as well. Yes, I, I think so. I think United will stutter. Um, uh, so it's City and Arsenal. Um, yeah, Arsenal, as you say, I think are like wounded beasts because they wanted to win it last year, but yeah. uh, it could easily all fall apart for them. And as you say, City might um, uh, might not be the force that they were. Now yeah, they got Haaland still. Maris, they just got signed Guardiola. Oh, Mind you, hilariously, yeah, they've they signed, have, yeah. hilariously, they've signed Kovacic, who was the difference for them yesterday. Not. No. <laughs> no. Don't know what's happened to him. But at the end of the day, I always say that that City, you know, you win when you've had a season like they've done, where they've effectively won everything that they they, they wanted to win. They've got the big one, at the old big ears as well. Yeah. Um, everyone's coming at you. Everybody's coming at you. Right, there, there are defenders that would have worked Harland out as well. You know, I thought we because we, I think we pretty much in the first game certainly one of the last sort of snap, which I seem to remember, Koulibaly of all people basically just throws him out of the yeah, game. He did he play very well? Yeah, now well, and I, I, so I, I, but I still think that they've got, you know, every dynasty falls. I'm just not sure City's is next season. Uh, you know, they're, they're tight to fall. I think that they will go when Guardiola decides to pack his bags and you know gets his sandwiches in a roadmap and off he goes. Yeah, but I Tony, agree. Does it depend on how good we are? If we yeah. have to play really well and we're difficult to play against, and yeah. we then become um, the joker in the pack, you know, we we yeah. we surprise many people. It, it it it's down to it doesn't necessarily mean that they have a right to stay in those positions. We no. can easily infiltrate, no. and if if he's got the if he thinks he's got the team, and it might be that this year is just a, you know, uh, um, it, it's a, it, it's Building. a, a, a prequel to everything, and it then yes. takes off. But I don't see why we shouldn't be there or thereabouts. Well, I, you know, it's, like, it's like coming in 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 um, in '63, the team that came in in '63. I'm sorry, I'm revealing my age as always from the second division. You don't was... look a day over '82, three. Oh, Chid, thanks very much. I'm '81, as you know. Um, they uh, the speed and the the nimbleness and skill of the players, and it just fed upon itself, and they got better and better and more yeah. difficult to play against. And they were being touted as top team within minute. And then the following season, they should have won it, and they should have won it the following season after that. And that was only because of of the the ridiculous machinations of the manager and um, being offended by some of the players and some of the players not getting on with the manager. So he, he chopped the team up when he shouldn't have done. And similarly, when we came up from the second division, was it 83, 84? Yes. Um, uh, another example of a team 
that took everybody by surprise because of their um so it's not we're almost like a a team that's come from a lower division that everybody has no idea how well, we're going to I think that's a really good point and I also think actually that the point that we we have no European competition to worry about this season yeah. I don't think it means that we're going to win the league like Conte did because Con, Conte Conte picked up a a trophy winning behemoth of a team that had yeah. just had a collective sulk for a season and then he found a way to get a tune out of them and boom I and and of course there was no European football which which really helped so I think it'll help us to not have European football, but I don't think that that means we're going to be going to be first. I just, I just don't think that. That's, I think that's beyond no, us at the moment. I, I, I agree, and the reason I say that is because I think these owners have come in. That last season was a car crash. We know that, right? But they've looked at. They're looking at this and saying, if you if you want sustainable success, you can't you can't throw everything and, and expect it in season one. We got it with Roman. Right, but Romans was very much when he first came in. His was a, a, a disruption model, right? It absolutely drove the wedge between our, the duopoly that was Arsenal and Manchester United up to that point, right? Um, and shocked the world. You know, the football we should have we should have probably won more under Roman than we did, but you know, other teams have caught up and used different methods, and City have had their their injection of wealth, etc. You know, and I'll never begrudge them winning anything because we they've done pretty much what we did you know they've 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 used their their the massive resources behind them in order to force themselves and get themselves into the position they're in i just think that this looks to me much more of what we've been saying for god knows how many years on the fan cast that you need something a bit more sustainable a bit more longer term you're going to have to suffer in order it, it could be taking two steps back to go four steps forward eventually yeah and from what i've seen of the pre-season and I'll go back to what I said. They've been bloody ruthless. Getting, I mean, you know, there are people, no doubt, had their head in their hands at the thought that Kai Havertz was going to be sold, except a few of us who went, "Fuck off!" He's had enough chances, right? Um, and I, so I, I, I'm, I am, I'm enthusiastic. And I, I'm, you know, I say six because let's face it, last season, I think we all got a bit previous with ourselves, and we all had predictions in there. No one could have foreseen the kind of. The, the car crash it well, was we, we predicted based on the fact that Thomas Tuchel was the manager yes of course we not did. Graham fucking Potter <laughs> uh, you know so I just think look, you know, I, when I when I go with six I, I think you know and I've said six I think I've said quarterfinals for the League Cup I think I think well I in, in D, I mean I should should explain this to to the listener um, good old Dino Mears you probably know this by now anyway we do it every bloody year but Dino bless his heart uh, sets up a kind of a spreadsheet thing he's done it on google docs this year it was most impressive he's he's, he's yes, adopted he's, he's adopted yep. technology this year but yep. basically dino asks us the following chelsea's final league position number of league goals scored number of goals conceded top four top top four top four in order one two three four bottom three in order 18 19 20 uh progression in caribou cup and the fa cup top goal scorer all competitions number of goals scored by our top goal scorer all competitions, player of the season, and the cheeky fucker. The last question: Will Poch last the season? Dean, yeah. Dean, have a day off, mate. <laughs> have a day off, honestly. Oh, I'd say that was that was that was almost archetypal. I thought it was very funny, very Dino. Actually, I yeah. said yes. I mean, I I can't conceive that he's going to fuck it up so royally that they'll get rid of him. Oh dear, be classically Chelsea though, wouldn't it, J.K. <laughs> But but Benitez in as the interim again by February, you reckon? Yeah. But it's as if they don't win any games at all. You mean, and they just 
that we're in the relegation. I don't see it. I like I like Mopo. I think there's I think I think he's a proper manager, mate. Yeah. And when we sign when we sign uh, Kylian Mbappe on uh, the 31st of August at, at, at 10 <laughs> at, at 10:55 p.m. Yeah. We'll sing that song all night. Oh, Mbappe is magic. Me if they haven't made an offer, you know. It yeah. really wouldn't surprise me for Mbappe. I wouldn't would I mean wouldn't you take him? Of course. Fuck of course me. Of course. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful player. Yeah. I mean, it won't happen, but I mean, it's a kind of, I mean, you know, it's what we are led to believe this lot do. They make a massively mad, you know, marquee sign. Even if they only had them for a year, they'll work out. The number of shirts they'll sell would make it worth it. Yeah. yeah and it would put well, them on the map. Maybe happening at the moment, you know, in, in the same way that um, they may be moving to Earl's Court. You know, yeah. who yeah. knows? Yeah, I couldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, so there we go. I mean, uh, I'm just thinking, actually. I mean, obviously, if 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 you all, all you fancasters, get your answers into Dino, hopefully he will have the results of these predictions ready for me either for this Friday's show or Monday's show. And the great thing about it is Dino saves it. And in the last show of the season, he richly humiliates us about how wrong we all get it. And he, he did. He, yeah, I mean, we he like... He did last lot, He reveled yeah, in it, didn't he? A <laughs> lot of minus points, weren't there? Bloody a lot of hell. minus points. So there you jolly well go. Um, I would just add that there's... Uh, I mean, we're going to do this email in a minute. Don't let me forget that. But uh, I had a... <coughs> excuse me. Sorry, people. I'm still suffering from a chest infection. Not a well boy at the moment. Um... I looked at the, the fixtures. I always look at the fixture list. Don't we all look at the fixture list? We all look to see, when are we playing Tottenham away? Yeah, exactly. I know. Well, I've looked at the fixture list, and I have to say that November, there's a there's a three-week spell, which is potentially horrible. We've got Spurs away on the 4th, City at home on the 11th, Mark Meehan's birthday, I believe, uh, and Newcastle away on the 25th. And we've never been good at Newcastle away. That is a horrible triplicate or tri- triad of matches. Two weeks before that, we got Arsenal at home, and two weeks after that, we got United away. So we've got a a really sticky six week period there. And of course, it'll happen all over again in uh, in March and yeah. in February and March because in in February and March, uh, well, seventeenth of February, City away. 20, next match. Tottenham at home, then we play Brentford away, then we've got Newcastle at home, Arsenal away, consecutive matches, then Burnley at home, and then United at home. So th- that that's the horrible... I mean, if, if under normal circumstances, when we used to be challenging for the league title... The running would have been beautiful. We, we, yeah, look at the running. Sheffield United away, Everton at home, Brighton away, Villa away, which actually I think will be tough because I think, I think they're going to shock a few people this year. Yeah. Uh, West Ham at home. I think West Ham might go down, you know. I might have to revise my predictions to Dean. I've gone, I've gone Wolves, Sheffield United and Luton, but I reckon West Ham might go down. No rice. They haven't bought anybody. Could be interesting. Anyway, West Ham at home, then Forest away and Bournemouth at home. I mean, that's a title-winning run-in if ever I saw one, but sadly I don't think it will be for us. But yeah, we've got a very sticky spring and a very sticky autumn, I would say. Um, so there you go. What are you looking forward to? Tony, what are you looking forward to most for the season? It, it could be a match. It could be anything you like. Uh, uh, well, one of the games I'm really looking forward to, and it's uh, uh, and, and that will be our home game against Luton. Because I've got 
a kind of affiliation with Luton. I go back to you know the old days of Eric Morecambe, <coughs> Luton, um, and Arsenal, um, and I always felt that they were really, really, really shittily treated. You know when they were deducted points and put down into whatever God knows only whatever division. So for them to get to where they where they are now, with that rather strange ground and everything like that. To see them, I will feel the same about seeing them at Stamford Bridge as I did about Blackpool because they're just names from the past. Funnily enough, they bl- both play in orange, and both play in orange. So yeah, maybe it's the orange thing. I'm really looking forward to that game. I think uh, I'm really, really pleased uh, that we'll have a, a nice little local derby against Fulham because I always think that's uh, one of the friendlier derbies or whatever. Um, I, I, I. I I just look at that right because we've had some shitty run-ins in the past when we've been a really good team, and you thought, oh, you know, get get the bloody title under belt by the you know with four games to go, so that you know United, Arsenal, you know whoever it was in those last four games won't matter, yeah. And then we get a run-in like that <laughs> in the year that probably no one's predicted us to to, to do very much. Um, but yeah, I, I always look forward to the home games against the promoted teams, I think. I think I did the same as you. I had Wolves, Sheffield United and Luton to go down, I think, in my in my prediction. Mm. Um but I, I genuinely look at some of those teams and I, I just like I like them. Burnley as well. I mean that it's not that long since they were since they were up. But Sheffield United and Luton and teams, they're the teams that I but it's because they're so rare, it's been a long time since we've seen any of them, you know. What um, I'd like to know is what Bright Pillock has managed to schedule both of our United games as evening kickoffs in midweek, I would imagine, too. Well, so. I think it's not the worst one, isn't it? Now, I mean, the, the, did you not see the thing, the man, it was on X, because I'm going to call it Twitter because I just know what I'm talking about now. Uh, but it was a fantastic clip of a, a Man City fan where they boycotted They've got, they're boycotting some games. There might be the Man City supporters group, the equivalent of our trust or whatever, something like that, um, because of the absolutely ridiculous scheduling of some of the games. And they're talking about Friday night, 9 o'clock, Sunday night, Sunday night, 8 o'clock. All of these, these are all being introduced this season, some of these times, apparently. And they're saying that there's quite a few of them are going to boycott it. And they're putting the money, I think, from the, the tickets or whatever into... I think a local food bank or something like that, yeah, as a you know, as a sort of a charity thing or whatever. And I think it's going to backfire big time on on the Premier League and and Sky Sports because people don't want to be going to games on Friday nights. So, you know, I'll pass that. I'd rather be down the pub, thanks, um, and that sort of stuff. So I, I think you're right, but I think we're going to see a lot worse times coming as television gets its because look at those. You've got a few evening games. Right, but their majority fifteen, you know, three o'clock. So we all know that's going to change every month, right? But from what I gather, it's 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 utterly diabolical. Some of the kickoff times no, have been. I agree. It's it's shocking. I mean, I'm also going to miss my annual trip to Southampton away, which will be a shame. Um, I'm I'm actually missing a few games earlier. You know, um, uh, I should make the Luton one. It's my wife's birthday the day before, so that might scupper that. I can't make Forest. Probably. Um, I won't be here for Bournemouth away, which I usually manage to squirrel a ticket for. And I will miss Villa at home. 
So that's a pretty poor run. But I am going to West Ham away. Somebody's very kindly. I won't, well, re- I missed, I won't I reveal I... their name, but somebody very kindly got me a ticket for West Ham away, which would be a giggle. But I quite fancy I, what I would love to do mo- more than anything else this season, which is very hard to do because it's hard enough to get one ticket away, let alone two. But if I can get two tickets away, I would love to take my nephew to an away game. I took him took him to the Everton game at home this season and uh, Dan very kindly as he does swap tickets with me and then I had his spare and Sasha and I sat together which is great and the difference between Sash coming to that game and him coming to the first game I took him to three three four years ago was I mean he was like a boy and now he's a teenager and uh, he loved it he's singing all the songs I said where did you, did you know I didn't even know he knew the words you know but he, he, he was so into it. I said mate you and I I've got to take you to an away game this season and his little eyes just lit up he said yeah 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 so I've got to try and try and uh, figure it, out how, how I do that. The influence comes from the schools, I think. Yeah, I think so. They... No word of a lie. We were travelling back through France with my two two granddaughters. One's eight, one's four. Right what? in the back of the car. Right, and we're driving down through France, and I've got my music on and, and what have you. And uh, Seven Nation Army came. I fucking love Seven Nation Army. So I turned it up a bit, and all I got in the back, if you can imagine. Uh, an eight-year-old and a four-year-old who's got who's absolutely tone deaf, right? With the biggest wide mouth singing in the background. Oh, Kevin De Bruyne! <laughs> they don't even know who Kevin De Bruyne is. Right. They just picked it up from school, and I just I, honestly, I mean, I nearly had to pull the car over. I was laughing so much because it was. They were shouting. They were just going, ah, okay, Each one trying to outdo each other on the next course. It was brilliant. Yeah. Sorry, I was a bit no, of a distraction. No, no. Just so no, lovely. No, utterly brilliant. JK, what, what are you looking forward to most this season? Well, I'll be taking my daughter to lots of the games, Chich. Oh, hang on a second. That was what we said the other it day was, on our app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, confounding so many people who think that it's going to be another season of idiocy. Um, and... Uh, seeing how he's going to make it work um, yeah. and hoping to see um, some of the people who we think might be loaned, not be loaned and then play in the first team and, and cement their positions. So it becomes not the team that we saw play last year. I think he has to start with playing the experienced, the people who've played in the Premier League, but I'd like to see some um, take places from them and, and, and excel. I'd like to see Mudrick excel. I'd like to see um, uh, if Mudweki can actually. I, w- w- who knows what's happening with Mudweki? Because he obviously, you know, he was under twenty-one. They won the trophy, didn't they? Um, in- England player, and yet has been injured all this time. Um, uh, I'd like to see some of these people just just flourish and improve and, Im- and flourish. That would really impress me. And I'd like to see passion and um, uh, and a bit of physicality as well as the intensity that we missed last year. I just want to see the whole of last season banished completely yeah. from a new set of players or even the old players. As I say, you can forgive Reese, you can forgive um, Chilwell because they were injured. You can forgive Fernandez because he tried his little heart out but just didn't seem to know what the pattern was. You can forgive Gallagher because he really tried all the time. Yeah. Um, um, and you forgive Silver because he was pl- clearly just trying to play as immaculately as he could. So some of those do pick themselves. 
but uh, the others, it's for me, it could be anybody who plays, and let's hope they play out of their skin, and let's hope we're 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 we love seeing them play in the blue shirt, and they and they become stars for us because I I I love that. I love seeing somebody evolve, and you then want to see them playing for Chelsea, and you want to see them play at their best, and you want to see them show their skill and and excellence that's yeah. that's what i'm looking forward to jk I, I i totally agree with you and very un, unusually for me i i would echo that i mean i i want to see a surprise a few people including myself i mean i i think that this season i i can't remember a season in the last as i said really 25 30 years where i have no idea what's going to happen it's so so many unknowns uncertainty relatively new team a lot of new players new manager in in uncharted territory for us recently kind of starting from a low base i mean my expectations are low in the uh in i, I don't think we're going to win the league i don't obviously we're not in the champions league i don't think we're going to win any, any of the cups so it's a low base but i i therefore remain here to be pleasantly surprised and by by our performances i'd like i want to see us play some decent football i mean normally i don't give a shit what kind of football we play you know, park the bus, get one in off the striker's ass, win me a trophy. That's that's that works for me. I want to I want to see us play good football. I want us to see us press people. I want to see us really, you know, get in amongst people, physicality, desire, you know, but also some flair and some skill. I want to see goals. Fucking hell, we didn't see enough goals last season. I want to see us score. I want to see players take shots, and that's what I want to see. And I I mean, obviously, I'd love to win everything, but I don't think we will. And I and I will settle for that this year if I see all of the things that I've just listed, you know, and some and some real progression, and that sense that we've got a team we can get behind and get excited by again, and I and I, like you said, I I really hope some of these new players can really flourish and bring something to the club we haven't had for far too long, and yeah. you know, so in a way, I, like like you both, I feel quite positive for the season, but I think aided hugely by the fact that I think we're starting from quite a low base expectation wise yeah, but in a way last that's a good was thing so appalling yeah because last season was so awful that anything well, we thought we were going to win the league at the beginning of the season yeah. like we always do tommy tuchel's blue and white army thank you very much all went to shit inside three games fuck's sake yeah. i think i think the thing um that i'm also very positive about is the fact that i think if any of the players do what they did last season right and not show Right for no good reason. I do that old, you know. I'm just here for the money, sort of thing. You know the attitude we saw from some of the players last season when they didn't want to be there. I think they'll get very short shrift from Pochettino, and I think I don't think he would put up with any of that. I'm the fucking star bullshit. I think he will say, I couldn't care less. You're not fucking playing, so you buck your ideas up. I think that's where Potter failed. Uh, I think it's where Frank Lampard probably didn't. Yeah, he didn't have a chance. Have you, did you see that interview no. with him? No, I haven't, and I've heard uh, good things. Yeah, about very it. good. You know, it was a very good interview and, and very honest and very open. Um, but I do think that some of those players wouldn't get away. They won't get away with it, Pochettino. I think he's he's got a streak in him that says a bit like Fergie had. Yeah, Fergie had that, didn't he? Where he'd say to people, "That's your lot. See you later. Out you go." You don't want to play for me? I don't want you in the fucking team. Yeah, quite right. And I'm hoping that's what we get with him. I'm reasonably confident that he's exactly what we'll get. Mm. Uh, you know, because, um, like I said, and JK is probably going to rue the day he even said this phrase, but proper manager. 
Yeah, no, I think he is. Right, JK, from a proper manager to a proper reader of emails. Oh, is it me? Yes. Oh, huge! Thank we've you. We've got one. We've got one email from the absolutely lovely Brian Justman. Friends, he calls us friends. friends. Romans, countrymen, friends. lend me your ears. Lend me your orifices. Lend me your ten-pound notes. I spent a lot of time over the summer wondering if the number nine shirt is as cursed as we think it is. So I made a spreadsheet, starting with Jimmy Floyd, who, in my mind was the last great player to wear the number nine. He was an absolutely fantastic player. I agree. Um, what did Silver wear? I can't, not Silver, um, Costa wear. 19. No, 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 no. 19. 19. Okay. I think yeah. it was 19, wasn't it? Did Costa wear 19, Tony? Nod for yes. You're on mute, mate. Yeah. No, I thought he did as well, yeah. Yeah. I looked, there was a nine in it, though. That's why I got confused. Um, I look at all the players who wore the number since and how many goals they scored. Yes, I had to include the likes of Boularoos and Sidwell <laughs> because they're unfortunate enough to be issued the number. Stevie Sidwell, Chelsea's number nine. Yes. Says so Jimmy Floyd, 177 appearances, 87 goals. Magnificent, wasn't he, Chich? Oh, loved, wasn't him. He, loved him, loved him, loved him, loved him. Magnificent player. Yeah. Maceja Kesman, 41 appearances, Seven goals. That many? Good lord. So, there occasionally where he did the odd decent move as well. He just couldn't put the ball in the net, the poor boy. Yeah. Um, and was uh, and was shipped out after the first season, as was yeah. Del Horno at the same period, of course. Mm -hmm. Um Hernan Crespo, who um there'll Fabulous. be an explanation about Crespo because he in forty-two appearances of wearing the number nine, he only got thirteen goals. However, he also wore, wore the number 21, as we'll discover. Khalid Boularouz. Khalid Boularouz, 18 appearances. No goals. No goals. Are we surprised? He's a defender. Stephen Sidwell, indeed. Stephen Sibwell, sort of midfield, played for Brighton. 15 appearances. No goals. No goals. Franco De Santo. Oh, dear. What a disaster that was. 11 appearances. No goals. No goals. Fernando Torres, 172 appearances, 45 goals. So he got half the goals that um, Jimmy Floyd did. Half the player, and mate. Half the player. Radamel Falcao. What a name. But I'm sure it was Mark Falcao, really. <laughs> yes, he was. It will be a month's loan and utter awfulness, utter hopelessness from him. Uh, Radamel Falcao, 12 games, one goal. Or the Falcao that sang Rock Me Amadeus. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, Alvaro Morata, who I have to say I was unbelievably enthusiastic about when he first arrived. You compared him to Osgood, mate. I did. I thought he had an Osgood quality. He scored some very good goals, though, didn't he, before he decided to fall over and get offside all the time and be... be um, he got found out, didn't he, poor old Morata. Yeah. Um, 72 appearances. 24 goals. So it's about, you know, not bad one every three games. But he, I think he got most of them in his first few appearances, didn't he? What in two is the benchmark? Yep. And now we've got the the fat man. The fat Gonzalo man. Gonzalo Pigwain. Pigwain. The pig himself. The pigster. <clears throat> 18 appearances. Five goals. But um, one of them was quite good, I remember. And I, once again presumed he would be excellent because he had been excellent, but little did we know that we'd been sold a facsimile. We'd been sold 
a Madame Tussaud wax dummy. Um, Tammy Abraham, 84, no, sorry, 82 appearances, 30 goals. And Tammy wasn't quite the full ticket for me, Tammy. He looked pretty good and he played marvellously under Frank. Scored goals, though. But, and he scored goals, yes. Yes, but I think we thought that we'd got better players, got better replacements, and we hadn't. It would have been interesting to see what would have happened had he hung about. Yeah. Then we've got the the bag of cement himself. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Romelu Lukaku, 44 appearances, 15 goals. How on earth he scored 15 goals when he hardly bothered to move around the pitch? I, I can't all. believe that. I, I yeah, cannot he, believe that he scored 15 goals. 15 goals, yeah, yeah. Some of them were tap-ins. And finally, poor old Aubameyang, Pierre-Emerick, 21 appearances, three yeah. goals. Poor bloke, because he came for Tuchel and his world must have been completely turned upside down. Bought one for week. Sold the next. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. So start again. Bought one week. Manager sacked the next. Next. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, a uh, quick note. Crespo wore number twenty-one in his first stint with Chelsea. So his ten goals in nineteen appearances. What ten goals they were! What a player he was in two thousand and three-four. Are not counted here. Clearly, his production dropped after he came back in two thousand and five-six and took the number nine shirt. Well, it dropped because. Um, uh, he didn't get played as much. That was why by um, uh, by um, Mourinho. Um, anyway, it looks like I like the looks of Nicholas Jackson, so I can't implore enough to not wear the accursed number nine. In fact, I think you should take Enzo's number so that he can be Jackson five. <laughs> I like that. Though. It's funny. Very good. I do, yeah. Looking forward to another season of Fancast. Take care all. Brian Justman, for it is he. Well done, Brian. Lovely, lovely mail. Excellent. Lovely, lovely mail. And actually, it, start off <clears> of the year. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a great way to start it. Well done. And Brian's one of our oldest, uh, I mean, long, long, longest listeners, if you see what I mean. I'll get it right in a minute. He's listened yeah. to this show longer than most. How does that yeah. sound? It's, Actually, it's a good time to mention if you want your email uh, or even Patreon or Instagram post or tweet to be read out on the show, let them, let us have them by the end of the day on a Sunday. Uh, the email address is chelseafancast at gmail.com. So there you go. Uh, right. That is all we've got time for for tonight. Uh, JK and I will be back with the wonderful, uh, the legend the uh, El Presidente himself, the chairman of the Supporters Trust, and and he's also um, the he's now on the fan advisory board. He's he's so fucking important. I don't know what he's doing with us lot. Anyway, the absolutely delightful Mark Meehan is with us on Friday to preview our first match of the season at home to Liverpool. Um, I'm also hoping to get a guest. I might I might uh, ping uh, Tony Evans an email. Uh, it's very hard to get uh, Liverpool supporters to talk to you because they hate us. So, so it's really quite... And I don't have many Liverpool friends. But Tony Evans is a proper Liverpool fan and a very, very good journalist, etc., etc., etc. And he drinks in one of my local pubs in Pimlico. But anyway, I'm going to ping him an email, see if he'll do it. But I am very keen, as I... JK and I, what you lot don't know is that JK and I often have a board meeting on Zoom occasionally, don't we? Just, just, Just you and I. And we and I come up with all these plans. The fact JK's got me really pumped up and excited for this season, so I'm going to get the opposition views back in tow this year. I think yeah. it was yeah. one of the things we decided, wasn't it? It yes. was, wasn't it? 
So there you go. So that's Friday, uh, half past seven, as always. Um, now, uh, quick shout out for Patreon. Oh, quick shout out for the Patreon people. Even through the summer, when we were doing absolutely diddly squat, people were still signing up to Patreon. I mean, how fantastic are you all? Uh, they all want to join in our Discord group, and I quite agree. I mean, Discord, the Discord group on those brilliant i mean i've had my head in the cricket so i've not been too involved with it over the summer but uh it still goes on everybody chats to everybody everybody's reasonably pleasant to each other um it's really vibrant and it's full of chelsea and full of people who love this show and i love it uh and uh, if you sign up to patreon then you can get the uh the link to said patreon sorry said discord group of course you'll also get if you want one uh a kerry dixon mini banner so there you go. So what do you do? Well, you have to pay money, but not a lot. It's voluntary. You know, you just donate a few shekels every month and it just makes us all happy. Um, but as I said, we love you all the same, whether you do or don't. I mean, honestly, there's no pecking order per se. So uh, patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. That's all you have to do. Shimples. And uh, then let me know if you want a banner and stuff and I'll get it to you. You can follow us on all of the social media. Uh, at Chelsea Fancast, uh, I'm Stanford Chidge at Stanford Chidge. Jonathan is at Jonathan Kidd, and Tony is at Grocer Jack. Marvelous. There you go. First one in the can, as they say. Tony, it's been good to be back, hasn't it? Been brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant, and I look forward to seeing you Sunday at some point. You will. <laughs> you will. I've got a. I've got a. Uh, I, I'll be trying to get there early. Um, because yeah, I've, me too. I'm, I'm driving, but that's yeah, fine. Likewise, I'm driving too. But I've got. I'm, I'm meeting a mate and I've got to meet another mate because I've got him a ticket and I've got to meet them at the Atlas to, to sort that out. Uh, yeah. So I will probably shoot off a bit earlier than normal from the cock, but I'll definitely be in there yeah. to see okay, everybody. Mate. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Might even if see not, you at we'll the stall. Do the wave. We'll do the wave from the stand. We'll do the wave from the stand. But I might see you at the stall as well, of course. But anyway, yes, we'll, we'll keep in radio contact, as they Indeed, say. Indeed, yes. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, looking forward to it. JK, lovely to be back, isn't it? Excellent. Very enjoyable, thank you. Lovely to have Tony on. Now that we we agree about everything, it's God Almighty, it's it's a transformation in our lives, JK. <laughs> it'll it'll never last. <laughs> well, we'll see. It'll never last. You yeah. know, it's just like the title of this show. You'll win nothing with kids, as Alan Hansen famously said before he United did. United then went on to win the league with the the class of ninety two, and that's why I've got a question mark over it because logic says you'll win nothing with kids. But this is Chelsea. Glorious yes. unpredictability is a definite possibility. And on that philosophical note, we shall leave you. Thank you very much for listening. See you on Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it Chelsea. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.